To get us underway on girlsplayfooty.com radio, 89.1 FM at the ground, is Matthew Cox. And the wind's just picked up too, favouring the Blackburn end of Schultz Reserve. Overcast conditions, muddy ground. Good old-fashioned day of football. As the umpire holds the ball aloft, we're ready to go. As Pete said... We've got Boyd and Head in the ruck, and Boyd wins the tap down immediately. Comes out into a bit of space, and then's wrapped up on the deck. Players going in after the footy there. One of them was Canuccio. Got a kick forward, and then it came straight back in towards the centre circle. Handball out there from Mithen. High ball now towards the half-forward flank on the broadcast side. Falcon Whitaker there. Comes to the deck. Mithen trying to get involved and trying to get her way out of the tackle, but she can't. We'll get a ball up between centre wing and half-forward on the broadcast side. It's a terrific study in the juniors meeting the higher ranks. Lily Mithen playing probably her 10th or 12th senior game, and she's already in there going 100 miles an hour. And there's a player down as well. Yeah, Kai's just got ironed out then by Woolett, who came through with a solid hip and shoulder and Kai's just went face first right into the mud she wore that one heavy and she is I think it uh, was uh, point of uh, the elbow it was tucked in but it was still point of the elbow yep and she's going to uh, get up with a very sore head I think a bit of a panadol to get away from that one and the umpire's blown the whistle and judged that she should get a free kick she's not feeling that great so she's coming off the ground instead head will take the free kick for the Falcons right in front of our broadcast position umpire's blown the whistle um, on the play saying it was a blood rule so we're waiting for a replacement to come onto the ground and I have to correct myself I was looking at four goals for Mo Hope she's kicked four goals or less three four seven times this season interesting as for someone who averaged 6.29 at one stage yeah, and last year she averaged. I think she did. She get the hundred last year. And no, she hasn't got the hundred yet. Got the 100 head yet. Now goes long out towards the wing position, up in the air. Stores waiting for it. Front posse by Rachel Dole sees the ball over the boundary line and out of bounds. We're going to have a throw in between centre wing and half forward flank for the Knox Falcons. Umpire just sets herself and then throws it back into play. It went astray of the ruck contest. And gets brought to ground. Mithen receives the handball. Great hands. Oh, close to the boundary line. It did go out of play in the hands there of Geelong. As we get thrown back into play. Center wing, broadcast side. Boyd with the tap. Straight into the hands there of Harrison. Who might have been held and was. She'll get a free kick. Center wing, broadcast side. Needs to look in board here. If the player's in board or look at back at her, they didn't do so. No, she went towards the half-forward flank, and it goes out of play in front of Mithen, who's getting involved early for the Magpies. Conditions made for her. Boyd will go up in the contest again versus head half-forward flank for the Falcons, attacking the Blackburn end of the ground. Wait for the umpire to throw the ball back into play. Up they go. Boyd being held on to. Umpire missed the ball. Hit the ground. Woolett over around the football. Bumping being laid on by Woolett. Goes back in to try and extract the ball. Also getting in there as well was Taylor. Couldn't extract the ball. Had it momentarily. Rachel Doles. The umpire's blown the whistle. Throw it. And said, no ball ball up. up. And we'll have it on the half-forward flank. And again, it's Boyd and Head. Head that time got the tap down straight to the deck. Magpies give the handball to Mithen. A very good-looking kick. Just went straight over the top of the head there of Daffy. Pushed forward now from Knox. Scrappy stuff in the middle of Schultz Reserve. Handball out there from Beats and Geelong trying to get to Shapter. Couldn't collect it cleanly. Back on the deck. Back. And it was a push in the back. Or... And it will go the way of Knox. 
And with the football, it's Butcher, and she gets on the right boot, going out towards the wing on the outer side of the ground. Yep, she gave it a fair hike, but waiting out the back is McLean. McLean now gets on the left boot, trying to go up the line. One bounce, Shafter tries to pick it up. There's a teammate who just ran into trouble. The umpire said it was too high. A free kick, good to have you back there. (laughs) (laughs) That was a ball and all tackle I've ever seen. That was the rugby league style. That's when you turn around and don't realise they're there, and you're chest to chest. Fidelli long on the right boot towards the half-forward flank position. Dropped there by Williamson. Had to go back in again, but it's a Falcons football. Only went as far, though, as McKenna who got the ball up. Umpire's blown the whistle, though, and said she threw it, so it'll be resulting free kick to Lily Mithen, who gets on the right boot, drives it inside 50, a little bit too wide towards the pocket. Cranston on the right, has a shot at the top of the goal square. Ball came off hands, numbers are back there trying to uh, slap it along the ground there Farmer, managed to keep the ball alive big tackle laid on courtesy of Papadopoulos and the umpire comes in says no opportunity, will call for a ball up and he got it underway very quickly Head tried to push it towards the boundary line forward pocket on the outer side for the Magpies and Knox able to get a clearing kick, high one towards the half back flank almost mark taken there from Williams comes to the deck, Falcons with the footy momentarily stripped of it, handball now comes the way of Taylor, kicks it towards Centre half forward and coming out taking Mark Daffy on what supposedly is the 50 metre arc. Goes inside 50 looking Appleby couldn't take the mark. Cranston, she is she's got taken the angry pills before this game. She's given away the free kick though. And it will go the way of Appleby inside defence for the Falcons. Appleby looking further afield just decides to go towards the outer side of the ground. It's a high kick. Just came off hands out the back door was Williams. Couldn't pick it up. Ball still on the deck. If they went in there, can't extract the pill. Also laying on a tackle is Harrison of the Falcons. The umpire calls for a ball up. No score either side. Early stages first term. This quarter, thanks to Surprise Women's Fashion, sponsors of the Magpies. Mithen had it, lost it, knocked out of her hands. Quick little kick along the ground. Was trying to find Williamson, overran it. Coming away with the ball now for the Falcons. Good kick. Hurry kick just goes out towards the wing position on the broadcast side. Storer oh. over around the football. Beeston goes back in, but it's taken away here for the Falcons. It's on the left boot. Pulled down that. after she kicked it. It'll be a downfield That's free kick. That's one of the ring-ins, I think. Yep, Emily Boff. Gee, she attacked that 100 miles an hour. Flew into that. And a resulting downfield free kick. In fact, it looks like a 25. Either way, she's got her own footy. The umpire's blown the whistle and said, in fact, it has to go to the player in uh, Kuladrovic, who was nearest where the ball landed when she kicked it up the field and got tackled. Just to complicate matters. <laughs> and Kuladrovic will end up with a resulting free kick. She's going to have the ball forward of centre wing and uh, let's see if she can get a target inside 35. And they're just uh, taking a bit of time off the clock here too. It's taken a long time to get the ball back to the centre wing position. So, the Falcons look for options. Stabbing kick will go straight out on the full free kick to go the way of Boyd. Half-back flank on the broadcast side for the Magpies. No score either side here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Boyd's kick short. Hits up Williams. Takes the mark. At centre half back. Over the top. It was touch. Play on called the umpire. And ball comes to Shapter. Centre wing on the outer side. A kick up towards the half forward flank. Almost the mark taken. It is out there by Gordon. Assesses her options. High ball inside attacking. 50. There was a hold and a free kick will go the way of Geelong. Sheldra Group by the look of it. 
De Groot tries to centre the footy. Went into a bit of space. Falcons head tackled immediately. Brought to ground. Up by says, "Give it to me. I'll ball it up." About uh, I was going to say 45 out, but considering where the line is, I'd say 32 <laughs> metres out from goal. Up in the air it goes. One out by head. Ball hit the ground. Trying to uh, swing around onto it and pick it up. There was Jansen. The umpires paid a free kick. It's a bit too high in that contest and Farmer gets a resulting free kick and goes long and high out towards the wing position flying through the air as Rebecca Pierce couldn't hold onto it. Seen over the boundary line and out of bounds by Alicia McLean for the Magpies. We'll call for a throw in so no score either side as we've got about five to six minutes into this first term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Ball back in the play. Boyd just slammed the ball into the ground. But plenty of numbers here for the Falcons. This will be a downfield free kick for being dumped afterwards. Oh, geez, Boff, she, can, she can move. She still took that mark to spot the downfield. And Boff decides to get going on the right boot. Delivers another down centre half forward. And a downfield free kick. So the Falcons an opportunity here. And with the resulting free kick, 38 metres out from goal is uh, Mikkelvina. And on the last line there, Baker. Just waiting for it to be lobbed up as it is now. High ball, top of the goal square. Boyd getting back takes the mark for the Magpies. On the last line of defence, decides to go towards the outer side. Risky kick, pays off. McNamara takes the mark just inside the boundary line. Goes in, comes out now. Chip kick over the top. Mark taken out there by Jansen. Still inside the defensive 50-metre arc. Not the defensive 30-metre arc this afternoon. High kick towards a contest. Comes to the deck. Trying to break through the tackle there. Beats and called to play on from the umpire. It's all wrapped up and he says, give it to me, I will ball it up. Yeah, they're trying to switch the play, Geelong, but every time they look inside, there's just a sea and a wall of players. It's difficult to move the ball on this ground. And just slams the ball inside the forward line. Melissa Kai's running around there. First to it is Maguire. Maguire tries to get out a little scoop hand pass. Kai's lays on the tackle, slams her opponent into the ground. And the umpire said, no prior opportunity. Call for a ball up. 25 metres out from goal. First major stoppage here. They need to get some numbers around this Knox and try and keep it in there. Ed brought the ball to ground. Kais was first to it. She got slammed in towards the ground. Here's an opportunity here. I think it's Stora's got a head over the football. Tries to feed the ball out to Mikulvina. She's there as well. Can't extract it. Still in the middle of the pack. Lara Williams tries to bring it out for the Magpies. She can't. Jeez. Here's a stuff from Kais. How good is that? On the left boot from about seven metres out as she was getting shoved over. That's the first one on the board. The Falcons, one straight six. The Magpies yet to score. Well, there's nothing worse than the opposition ruckman or ruckwoman in defence with the ball in her hands at the top of the goal square, Maddie Boyd. She was like a giraffe in the headlights. She didn't know what to do with it. She just dropped it, basically. And Kai's is just right there to mop up. She's caught one in the scone, gone off. Got the claret fixed and gone up forward and kicked the first goal. Really, really good effort. And they make the most of their chance. In fairness, Geelong have had most of the play and Knox get themselves on the board first. Back underway in the middle. Kolodrovic got the tap down, goes back in after the footy, kick smothered. Geelong trying to squeeze it out. Stora comes in, got a handball away. McIlvaina goes towards centre half forward, dropping the mark there was, uh, that was Telford for the Magpies, ball in dispute, half forward flank on the outer side for Knox and they're able to wrap this up here through, I think that's head out there and we'll get a ball up no, a free kick, no it is a ball up yeah, we're going to have to be careful with the umpires today. There's a lot of instructing and arm waving and all sorts of business going on. A bit different to uh, yesterday's game where they put away the whistle as the ball now inside 50. Baker gets pushed towards the boundary line and then out of play. 
So, ball deep in the forward line for the Falcons, looking to get another one on the board. And the same position from uh, the stoppage that uh, they scored from on the, their last entry. Although, on this occasion, it's a throw-in, not a ball up. Let's see how they can hopefully keep it in again, the Falcons. Boy beat out Dodds on that occasion. Kaisley got onto the end of the football then. Got knocked out of her hands. Goes back in for a second effort. Shannon Knox is there as well. Ball got spilt out. Coming away with it though with a hurry kick as McNamara for the Magpies. Goes towards the half-back flank position. Beaten out in the contest by Whitaker. Hands and knees. Gave a little hair pass. The umpires blown the whistle and said it was all trapped in there. Might call for another ball up. Right in front of the Magpies coaching bench. On the outer side of Schultz Reserve. Back underway and they'll get it here through Boff it knocks and then it's over the boundary line and out of play. Yeah, I think you can see that the Falcons are right on top now in these last two or three minutes. I think the Magpies were thinking that they were going to have it all their way, but the injection of these three or four players from the other clubs into Knox is quite clearly having an impact. And they are certainly full of intensity at the moment. An attack on the footy back underway. Again, it's stacks on the mill. It's nice and tough in there. And we'll get a ball up. Still on the outer side. Just picking up a notch here too at Schultz Reserve. Back underway. Boyd climbs high, pushes it forward. Ball on the deck, running after it. Tanuri goes in after the footy. Couldn't get it out. And again, they dive straight on top of it. We'll get another ball up. Center wing on the outer side. Here you go, Coxie. I'll do this one for you. Kaludrovic. Kaludrovic. Yes, that's a good name, that one. The rock woman for Knox, and she's a big unit too. Tongue twister for me today. She's yeah, off the there too, Pete. Right yep. Towards centre half forward. Kai's had it, dropped it. Knox tried to pull a red Grundy's down. Got a kick away in the nick of time. Getting on the end of it is Stora. Nearly ran into trouble. The umpire's blown the whistle. She went for the left boot kick. Now something's happened behind the play. No, so it is downfield. You can't take advantage. The so, old adage. So we wait for the ball to come back for the Falcons. Melissa Kai's. Now, this could be within range considering... he's behind yeah, her, I think. Yeah, considering the breeze, this is like a 35-metre line, so you just give it a good ride on the breeze, could get the distance. Boyd, of course, getting back to the last line of defence, smart footy. I think that's probably beaten... I reckon that's probably the third downfield free kick she's given away, and then she went the old-fashioned jump punch after it. As to get told to calm down a touch. Melissa Kai's the umpire directing traffic here. Oh, it's the wrong person. So... The old, that, was the, that was the old basketball. Call the timeout, then change the free throw shooter. Yeah, that's been done before. <laughs> and the resulting free kick, if I can just see... Now they all start leading because they know she can't get the journey. I think it's uh, Costello. No, it's 19. It's Harrison. Oh, Harrison. It's a tumbler. Top to the goal. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> that's not easy. It's guys. Listen, guys, again. Dutchie's got it. Looking for goal number two directly in front. Shouldn't have a problem. Doesn't muck around either. Bang! Over the goal on Pius Hat. And it's the Falcons with the lead here at Shields Reserve. They're two straight 12. The Geelong Magpies yet to score this quarter for Surprise Women's Fashion. Sponsors of the Magpies on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Now, as you know, Pete, I'm always before my time. They finally worked it out in uh, in the AFL, doing the snap from the boundary, stand on the side. Took them 10 years to do that. I was doing that in under-12s. But they've also, <laughs> they've also worked out that low, flat one to the top of the square. Don't hang it up in the air. Don't give the zoning defence a chance. Get it in there lower and flatter, and it gives your forwards a real chance, as long as everyone's on the same page. That's exactly what that was. It was an accident, because it was a mongrel, but she was playing in front. She was at the top of the goal square, and an easy mark and an easy goal. And all of a sudden, it's 12 points, and the Magpies are reeling. They're in some trouble here. The wise words of Dan Hill here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Good to have him back in the broadcast position this afternoon as it's back underway, going in after it. Bob, another high kick there. Kaludrovic. 
Big one. She's kicked at 40. For the Falcons, looking out there for Canuccio. Couldn't grab it. Miffin goes in for the footy. Umpire says, though, there's a hold, and Geelong will end up with the free kick. Holding on. And you, you might wonder why I said that about Kludrich, but she had about six hanging off her. She's about six foot two. She's a big, big ruck woman, and she's had six hanging off her and jammed it on the left boot, managed to get it almost all the way to her half-forward flank, but now a, a free kick to the Magpies at half-back. And she's going to go short in the Miffin direction, comes under pressure late, but still takes the mark. Standing in front of Harrison. That's Looks the kick. Comes... Centre wing, oh, one on three in favour of the Falcons. They get a quick kick away and it comes back into the hands of Harrison. High ball towards the top of the 50. Head couldn't take the mark. It's all wrapped up. We'll get a ball up. I think what's working with Knox is as well is because of this new injection of talent going into the midfield, Kais doesn't have to do all the work. She can go forward. Has and Mith- she's done that effectively so far. Mithen got a looping handball out of the contest. Woolett goes in after it but can't extract it. Umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. Centre half forward for Knox. And away we go again. Ball hit the ground. Guess who? Kais tries to work her way through. Dropped the pill though on this occasion. Weems tries to go and extract it. Tackle being laid on by Woolett as well for the Magpies. Umpires blind the whistle said there was a throw in that contest. And McNamara will get it for the Magpies. She's looking broadcast side. Knox or Mithen to go to. And she goes to Knox. She has the ball half-back flank, looking yeah. further afield. See, no value. They just go sideways. It's obviously in the game plan, but it's no value on this ground. Boyd takes the mark. That's better. Looking further afield for some options. Everyone running through the glue pop, and she decides to go back in. Ball tries to open it up two-on-one, and the one-one out on that occasion. Ball hit the ground. Can see a boss. Stora gets on the end of it. Stora now on the right boot, kicks into space. Board's going to have to move, but she's like a giraffe in mud at the moment. That's not very helpful. Tries to get it out to Kais. Kais now got it on the left oh, boot. Kicks well. around the corner. Oh! Oh, almost hit her forward target, just bounced off her chest and went over the boundary line and out of bounds. Trying to, uh, Kludrovic tried to get onto her chest, but just got away. we got a bit of a spring in this. Kludrovic's wearing the 47, the ruck, the 41, I believe, is Dolls. Is it? Yes. I got that wrong. Back underway, inside 50 for the Falcons. Kai's again, top of the goal, scare, kick around the body, favours Knox. They get stumped without the footy, and the umpire says... It was a throw, so free kick to go the way of the Magpies. Uh, Pete, how was your scrutineering go last week? You wouldn't have got the ones and the sevens mixed up. Definitely Kaludovic, 47. Okay. Although they do look like a one. I'll have to get the binoculars. Some of these numbers, <laughs> some of these numbers, you've got to ask the question. Black with a white outline and they're really thin. It doesn't help. The, the new players are wearing big, fat white numbers. It's fantastic. Just for those at home at Knox, if you're thinking about your new jumper design, big, fat, white numbers. Commentators love them. <laughs> As we'll get a boundary throw in half forward flank on the outer side for the Falcons. I think it's only gone inside 50 for the Magpies once or twice in this term. Pass me my binoculars. I'm going to need them today. (laughs) Speaking of big white numbers, the young girl over here who's playing her first game, I believe, wearing the 66... Uh, Stora. That number fills up a whole back. It doesn't almost almost doesn't fit. As a soccer off the ground goes back towards the boundary line and out of play. Still half forward flank out of sight for the Falcons who have a 12 point lead. This first term here at Schultz Reserve. And again, Knox still on top. They're inside their attacking zone and they are just applying the pressure. Pete has gone for the binoculars. Here is Boyd. Got the tap. Straight to the deck. Going and after it there was McKenna. And another clearance as well for the, for the Falcons. High ball and it will roll back over the boundary line, but as Dan said, it's gone inside 50, about 20 metres from the last stoppage. And, and Knox as well. They're not putting one behind the ball when it's inside their attacking zone. Well, they are now. They're pulling one out. But they're really trying to go one-on-one. It's it's being effective. I think McIlvain has pulled out now. But it's only one. Normally you'll see two or three, but 
They're just going with the one, so that means they've got more around the stoppage. Boy won the contest, trying to get it a knock to move it forward, then trying to pick it up was uh, the player running away with it was Telford. Lost it in the contest, but the ball came out, though, to Jansen. Jansen had to spin around. Dangerous kick to the hot spot. Oh, Here comes Thor to make a contest. Oh, she said stopped. in the back. What was she supposed to do? Against Shapter. Shapter plays on, and 25 metres for running over the mark. Bad luck. So, Shapter will take it for the Magpies. It's probably a good one to give away, I think, because it was a, probably the first time where the Magpies actually had an overlap on the outside. So not a bad one to give away. Professional 25, you call it. As Shapter now has the ball between centre and centre-half. Back gets on the right boot, goes in the board direction. Kai's at the front position. Good grab. There's a lot to be said for playing in front, and she takes another mark. Gets going on the left boot, driving oh, up the line, kick. players working wide, and in the long sleeve, spinning around to take the mark there is McElvina. She kicks in towards the forward line, bit of a flat kick, came off the boot there of head. A couple of dribbles and went over the boundary line and out of bounds. 35 metres out from the Knox goal. They're going to the left of your radio dial. They lead Geelong, two straight 12 to no score. McElvina normally spends, say, 50-50 midfield versus forward. She spent all of her time in the forward line in this game. Magpies get the clearance out of the contest. High ball there looking for Lucy to Groot. Couldn't collect it cleanly. Now oh, throw up. Oh. And it, he was standing right on the spot too. And it will be a free kick that goes the way of DeBont. No. Being a very officious here this afternoon. It'll go the way of Dole, who ends up giving the handball to DeBont, who had a very wobbly kick. And the Magpies are able to mop up, kick in towards the centre, bouncing the ball in front of Papadopoulos, able to collect it cleanly, sent the handball over the top. Oh, well done. Falcons get a high kick towards centre-half forward. Kaismont got a shove in the back. Umpire said play on. Boyd goes in after the footy, gives the handball to Mithin, who got stripped of the footy. Goes back in after it. High looping handball out of the contest. Back on the deck. Harrison going in after it. Oh, hello! High kick from Pierce inside 50. I think it's good. Oh, 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 Rebecca Pierce and Knox have a three goal lead here in the first term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Oh, that was just get stuff time. That was. <laughs> I've picked it up. I'm 40 out. I've better back myself in and crank. And I tell you what, it was. Well and truly beyond the sticks. It would have cleared the fence if there was one. That was an emphatic goal. And again, the probably just keeping the ball inside their attacking zone. Geelong struggling to move the ball forward with any fluency. And Knox make them pay. I'm loving the Knox style football tonight. They're just taking the game on and it's looking good. It's looking positive. As the ball is up in the air. One out by head. But taken away by Mithin who gets crunched. Put into the ground. Woolett was coming by. Storer tried to lay on the bump as well. And there is Woolett. Got a hand pass out while she was being slung to the ground. Tonori went in there as well. Couldn't extract it. Stora had it. Knocked out of her hands. Kai's now got her on the left boot. That's Hit it in the wing. Couple of bounces <laughs> over the boundary line. Out of bounds. And Kai's having a bit of a push and shove off the ball. She got some attention and didn't like it. And the umpire said it's a hold free kick. Now, which way is it going? And who's it against? Knox. It's going to go to Knox against Woolard. So... Against Woolard. So... The umpire said let go of her jumper. She didn't let go. And so he gave a free kick away. 60 metres down the field. Emily Boff gets on the right boot. Goes towards the half-forward flank position. Almost one-handed. Couldn't quite pull it in. Pressure laid on by Maguire. Umpire's blown the whistle. Free kick. Holding the ball. And it's going the way of the Magpies' half-back flank. It's good to see Knox up and about. As the Magpies look a bit rattled at the moment. High ball. Back. Oh, nice. No, No. front touched it. And then the high tackle was laid, and it will be a free kick. Two guys either way. Didn't take a 
Well, she's she's lost her headband now. <laughs> she's, that means she's had too much of it. Normally has the sort of the bandana style headband, and it's no, no, truly gone. You can't be serious. <laughs> oh, there's a bit of an argument going on here. With oh, okay. So this is the headband, and Jamie Woolett was yeah. threw it over the boundary line because it was in play. And now the other umpire has given 25 against her for throwing the headband away. And, and another, another 25. 25. Oi, what the... Yes. I've, I've never seen that ever paid before in my life. And Connors just comes in and boots her third of the game. Is that a first anywhere in football? A headband being ripped off thrown over the boundary line at 225? It just fell off and then it got... Yeah. Just... I, I can understand in a way that a bit like a straight boot or whatever, you, you want to throw something away because it, so it doesn't get in the way. But it's yeah, it's. Well, it is going to be. Yeah. It is something that has to be looked at. Uh, I know there's lots of other women's sports. I know there's rules for basketball on certain things. I, I know. Remember Serena Williams have to be got. At. Remember Serena Williams got pinned with the. Um, uh, Bruce Tall on top. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair call. That is a fair call. Indeed. That was the shoelace, wasn't yeah, it? mackay has got a bit more hair. <laughs> that gets it out towards the uh, wing position. Now fighting in. Oh, I've got an interesting story to tell about that later on. Cranston. Cranston now on the right boot. Half forward play position. Popped it inside the 35. Ball hit the ground. Shafter tried to run onto it. She overran the pill. Papadopoulos kept it in front of herself. Half back flank here for the Falcons. Trying to get involved here for the pie shoulder group. Can't get the ball out now trying to get the tackle on hurry little kick away jolly going up the line good oh, mark taken by boff she's a legend boff she's been good today boff killing him boff gets on the right boot goes up the line mark taken though as the suitor sounds that is quarter time as the play is still going on yeah the siren was a very quiet hooter now they've stopped play. That is quarter time here. And boy, oh boy, three... I've got, they've got the scoreboard three goals. Should be four goals. Four straight, 24 for Knox. Three to Kai's, one to Pierce. And uh, no score for the Geelong Magpies. What a quarter of footy for the Falcons especially. Well, the dissection basically is that uh, Geelong at this point have cracked. And if the, if the captain doesn't go, on, go over and have a chat to the umpires, I think... Oh, no, not heading over, but there's got to be some discussion had because that got a little out of hand but quite simply Knox they just weathered the storm in the first six minutes they had none of the play and then they managed to, to get numbers to the to the contest and, and get themselves the first goal and that quickly became became four so they find themselves 24 points in front they probably do have a two goal breeze at the very least um, but, but I think Geelong need to throw the game plan out the window. They did struggle with the wind, but now they will have the, the breeze in the second turn. Do the Pies maybe have to just chip it around for a little bit? No, to reverse. Exposure? Reverse. Because that's, that's what they want to do. They want to chip the ball around. And, and also, it's quite obvious that the way they structure up, they're playing the lines. And by that, I mean when they're, when they're trying to set up some sort of wall behind the ball, they're playing the lines as in a 35-metre arc, thinking that's a 50. It's not. You've got to yeah. take 15 yards back. Mm. So don't play the lines. Play the actual space, the actual distance. Um, and that's what they're struggling with at the moment. Every time they've had the ball inside their attacking zone, straight back over their heads. We saw just at the end of this quarter, which was a perfect telltale sign, um, I think it was... Cranston going up the ground? No, who, who was... I think it was Cheryl DeGroote. Cheryl DeGroote was stationed out here on the 35. The ball rolled towards her. For, for the Magpies, but she backed away from it. She was only five metres from the ball, but she backed away from it because that was for the forwards. They should be yeah. looking after that. She's playing on the wing, so she backpedalled. 
they're second guessing themselves. The Magpies. They can't find the space. And they can't. They, they just and, and every time they've had the ball on the on the back flank, they've kicked it to the boundary line. Now there's a reason Mick Mulhouse doesn't have a job in the AFL anymore, because the boundary line doesn't work. You've got to bring the ball. Yes, bring the ball to the boundary line as a throw off to then bring it back through the middle. But there's no point just kicking it out there and then just just dead ending yourself. Because all you do every t- every time they kick the ball to the boundary line, what did they kick to on the wing? A one on three. I mean, if that's the game plan, have numbers at the contest. But quite clearly, they're just a little out of their depth at the moment, Geelong. And, I, and as I said during the quarter, these girls that have come up for, for Knox from other clubs, which is a fantastic initiative from AFL Vic to allow them to play for Knox, who have struggled, have absolutely killed them. Boff's been close to best on ground. Obviously, Kai's is comfortably best on ground uh, with their three goals. But uh, but you've got to get the ball there. They both still look like youth girls as well. They don't look old. Oh, they they absolutely killed them. And this yeah. is what I've said. The, the young girl from Blackburn who's played for the Eastern Devils. Uh, Catherine Smith. Catherine yeah. Smith. I mean, yeah. she comes up into the grade. She's only 16 or 17. Comes up into the grade. And they go from being on, on ball midfielders getting 40 to playing on the back flank and getting 20 and looking okay. Um, it's quite clear that that gap is bridging. I mean, once upon a time, yeah, you look great in the youth girls. You come up in the bigger bodies and you struggle. Now you just get your hands on it and fly at the footy, and it's a little it's a little wet out there. I mean, the ball wouldn't be dry. Around, just taking marks left, right, and centre. Around the ground scores, very interesting. Darabin leads Seaford by just eight points, three three twenty one to two one thirteen. So be blowing Seaford, the gale down there. Seaford picking up. <laughs> Seaford. And at the Peanut Farm, Eastern Devils two four sixteen. St Kilda no score. Uh, you're blowing a gale there too. <laughs> 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 just going up it, the might coast. Be, it might be just a little bit warmer here than it is down on the coastal ground. So I think I made the good call there today. After the peanut farm a couple of weeks ago, jeez. And no rain as of yet. We'll take a very short break. You're listening to girlsplayfooty.com radio. Four goals to zip. Knox are currently leading the... Geelong Magpies. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley Train Station. Live across the West this is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. And, w- and welcome back to the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. To get us on the way for the second quarter, here's Matthew Cox. Thank you very much, Peter Holden. Quickest break in radio history, that one. <laughs> Small break. <that's> <laughs> didn't, didn't, channel, didn't Channel 10 have that, the 60-second break? That was a great invention. Back underway. Boyd got the tap immediately. Mithen gets the clearance for the Magpies. High kick towards the half-forward flank on the outer side. Bouncing ball. That sits all right there for Lucy to Groot. Tries to get an inside 50. Looping handball over the top. Magpies go to ground. And just hovering, waiting for it there. Shapter. Can't get it. Umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. Inside 50 for the Magpies. They've got no score on the board yet. Here, early stages, second term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And they're trying to come away with the ball out of that pack. The umpire's blown the whistle in close to play and said that it's going to be a free kick. Cranston. And she has the ball about, um, well, I'd say 20 metres out from goal. In a normal 50, you'd say that's about 35. But Money in the bank, Pete. Best kick in the comp. And stabs at it and gets it through. The Magpies first. They all run to her. That was a pass. 
And <laughs> that is the Magpies. Uh, one strike six, trailing knocks at four straight 24. Here on GosplayFooty.com Radio, live at Schultz Reserve in Wonturno. Uh, it's just it's just interesting, isn't it? That's two, 20 metres. You look at that normally, you go, oh, that's 30, 35 and a 50 yard. That's 20 out. You're just toe-poking it. Well, that's, I was going to ask what's your definition of a of a, uh, of a a stab. Is it bent knee for those at home? Any oh, bent knee you stab. call yeah, a stab? Yeah, stab, yeah. Yeah, it was a stab, but it was you a... You're just losing the lower part of your leg. It really. was a it's clinical a stab. She's yeah. one of the best kicks in the comp. Absolute gun. Head got the tap straight to Meth and tries to get another clearance and does so through beats and high kick for the Magpies. Oh, 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 and again. She'll have a shot here. No, okay, gave the handball off to Meth and Meth and runs to about 30 out. It. And a mark will be taken by Fiddley. Great pass. She's 30 out, Meth and should have, should have had a shot but did the team thing. Top of the goal square is Fiddley and they'll go... Most likely back-to-back here, Geelong. It's a tricky little kick with the breeze coming over your right shoulder. you just got to be careful with it. And she oh, lined up well. Smart. Hung at right goal post, never looking like missing. And it's just a two-goal margin now here at Schultz Reserve. Four straight 24, plays two straight 12. All goals being kicked to the one end at Schultz Reserve so far this afternoon. And with those flags waving now, you can. it's definitely two, just became three goals. But two quick ones to Geelong, two quick centre clearances. Knox just need to get the ball out of the middle. And notably, there has been a change in the ruck for Knox. Jamie Head is in there. I think she's oh. normally the first oh. choice, and she hasn't got near it. With a 35-metre arc, I'd say it's a six-goal breeze. <laughs> well, we'll soon find out. Those four goals to Knox, although well-earned, might be about the par. Umpire has the ball in the middle of the ground, throws it up in the air. Away we go again. Head versus Boyd. Boyd wins the contest. Ball hit the ground. Miffin got bumped off the football. That's going up. in there is Taylor. Kais tries to force her way through. Three hanging off of her. And the umpire comes in and says, I'm going to have that ball back, thanks. And we'll call for another ball up. Two goal lead to Knox. Early stage of second quarter. Up in the air we go again. Boyd wins the contest. Hit the ground. Try to feed out a little hand pass there. Was smart by Harrison. Lock it towards the forward line. Oh, Just off. passing the way through. Buff. It's an open goal square. No getting back there the last line of defence. Mark being taken there by McLean. Oh! The halfback flank is going to turn it over. Whitaker out there as well. Had support there. And the umpires allowing it to go on. I didn't know we were going to go Pete. And we'll call for a ball. <laughs> Your words, not mine. You wrote it like a ball. We'll throw it up in the air again. Going again. Boy went up the contest. Knox got it out. Fed off the hand pass oh. to Mithin. Kicked around the corner. Ball is smothered. Close towards the boundary line. Bumped over. We'll have a throw in 30 metres out from the Knox goal. There's nothing more more embarrassing, Pete. When you go the big smother, you reach over your head, big Kuldranovic, she's about 6'2", and she got it right in the solar plexus from Mithin, and she went, oh, oh no. There comes breakfast. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> As we're back underway, Boyd, the tap, Mithin coming through, got collected, but got the handball away in time, close to the boundary line on the outer side, and it'll go over. Get another boundary throwing. This is where Knox have done their best work, though. Stoppages inside their attacking zone, and they are one-on-one all around it. There's congested numbers around this throw-in, too. I think that's the way they like it. Nice and congested, bottle it up, just force a little handball out and get it forward. Thrown back into play, just went askew from the contest. Knox, Harrison had it momentarily, knocked back towards the boundary line and goes out of play. Boundary throwing half forward flank out of sight for the Falcons. They lead by 12 points. Early stages second term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Umpire throws it back into play. Struggling over there to get it back in. And just meantime, they're playing it really nicely, Knox. You can tell they're thinking about it. They've got a nice bit of space in front of Baker who's playing it full forward. So if it does get hacked out, she's got a bit of time to run onto it. 
So it'll be Boyd and Kolodrovic to go back into battle. Umpire settles herself and then throws it back into play. That's a little bit better, but still fell short of the contest. Kai's hovering. Got stripped to the footy. It's on the deck in dispute. And should be all wrapped up here. Still in the half-forward flank out of sight. Over to you, Peter Holden, to break things up with your binoculars. I'll see what I can do. The umpire throws the ball up in the air. Away we go again. Brought down to ground. Called a drive it. Did well. Williamson over around the football. In fact, uh, partly going in there was Jansen. Guys now on the left boot. High towards the hot spot. One-handed up there again was Farmer. Couldn't quite bring oh. it in. Maybe too high there. When he got the umpire said it was fine. Ball on the deck. Tackle being laid on by McLean. And the umpire comes in and calls for a ball up. We'll have that 30 metres out from goal. Throws the ball up in the air. Boyd won out in the contest. Oh. Trying to take it there is Jolly. Had it momentarily. Lost it. The oh. umpire says holding the football. Come on, umpire. Red hot on the whistle. And that's Madison Jansen with the free kick. It looks to play on quickly. Knox or Beeston to go to. Taking it is Beeston. Tamika Beeston on the right boot. On the wing position. Cranston strong with the mark. She has the ball forward of centre. Cringe wants to go oh. in board with the kick. It's risky. Almost pays off. Chapter couldn't take the mark, has to double back oh, and then get stripped of the footy by Papadopoulos. Oh, oh. You, you drop it and they hang on then you get the holding the f- holding free kick. So Shapter has it just inside the centre square and a player came inside the uh, protected zone. Oh, get out of it. <laughs> and Shapter now will have a shot on goal to bring it back to a six point margin. This protected zone stuff is rubbish. If you don't impact the play and you're not there on purpose, who cares? It's like bloody offside in soccer. It's not 1960. <laughs> you're not impacting the play. It's fine. The chapter comes in. High kick, and it's good. This is the thing with umpires. They are very common sense people, these umpires, but we make them look like idiots because of the bloody rules. Good goal, though. Good kick. And really one they needed because they've been pushed back, Geelong. As sometimes that can happen. You, you're four goals down at, at uh, quarter time. You kick the first two really quickly and then you think, oh, it's all going our way. And then all of a sudden you're under pressure for five or six minutes. You can think, hang on a minute, maybe that was a flash in the pan. Maybe some frustrations from Knox as well. That last inside 50 attempt, they really would have wanted one there to put it back out to three goals. But now they face it as a goal the difference. Four straight, leading three straight. Kladrovic wins out in the contest on that occasion. Mikulvina gets the hand pass out. Kai's tries to deliver forward towards an half forward. Ball on the ground. Knocks over ran it. Kai's then kicked it off the carpet. Goes up to chase her own kick. Soccer style moves it forward after she got bowled over. That'll be downfield. Another one. Is that against Beeston again? I think so. And it will be a free kick. Mikulvina with the football. She will be 34 and a half metres out from goal. And she'll be on a 45-degree angle. Difficult kick. Thinking about the load-up. Goes to the 35 line. Unleashes. Top of the goal square. Kai's running after it. Wants to do the roving work. Had it. She got spun around. Hair pass wins up in the air. Farmer fed it back. Here's the snap on goal from head. How does it look? It's away to the right, I think. Minus score. Bit of drama from the goal. Oh, that was dramatic. That was <laughs> absolute drama. You would have done that in your yeah, day. Absolutely. <laughs> Milked every second of it. It was real. 4 one knocks. Geelong 3 straight 18. Girls play footy.com radio. Real six-second delay. Stood sort of behind the goalpost and then step to the left <laughs> to say one behind. Maguire kicks it high towards the outer half-back flank. Kai's getting back, couldn't complete the mark, goes back in after the footy, got stripped of it, knocks have it in their possession. McIlvaina gets stunned. And it will be a free kick to McIlvaina. Baker's on the move here to the pocket. Centre-half forward, that's the direction that she goes, has to come from a few deep. 
Magpies, though, standing tr- strong in defence. Maguire takes the mark and kicks it back towards the outer half back oh, flank. She's a star, Cranston. She's the difference. Flying high and taking the mark. Gets it moving. Oh, it's a high ball. It's going towards the half forward Kick flank on eight. the outer side. Works out now in favour of Tucker. She comes under pressure, though, from Kai's. It's all wrapped up. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Half forward flank, out of sight for the Magpies, trailing by seven points. Now, fellas, I want no judgment here. I'm putting gloves on. It's bloody cold. The old Luke Darcy. <laughs> Ball is up in the air. <laughs> not leather. Thanks. Turn it up. Here's the hurry kick off the ground. Oh, trying to get in the store direction. She's got space. Storer with a bit of a muggle punt driving forward, but it's intercepted easily. Set back from once it came here for the Magpies. Towards the half forward flank position. Coming out the middle for Dally. She's about uh, 40 metres out from goal. Oh, slipped over at the pivotal moment. She had her teammate on, but she lost her footing. And uh, Gula drove it now with the ball in the back line. Now gets on the left boot. Oh, it's a bit of a wobbly old kick. Trying to be oh, intercepted. Tenori up there. Kicked it along <laughs> the ground. Picking up and dancing around Taylor Gordon. Taylor Gordon from 30 metres out. High floating kick away to the right. And we'll register as a minor score. 3-1-19. Geelong Magpies trailing Knox. 4-1-25 here in the second term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And there's a name we haven't called. Claire McKenna's playing full back. She normally plays in the midfield for Knox and kills him. Uh, she's had a couple of balls kicked over her head. Oh, no. Oh, just works out in favour of guys. Lucky you give it to the best player on the ground, that's for sure. And she sends a message back to the goal square there about the kick. Oh, I one riskier. To, yeah, to centre her half back. Canuccio went without it. Magpies have done well to wrap it up. Fedeli comes in, tackled immediately there by Costello. Fedeli goes back after it, tries to paddle it out of the contest. Kai's. And now a clearing kick for Knox towards the centre wing oh, on the bottom. broadcast. Give her a free kick, umpire. Yeah, it's good umpire. Didn't have the footy and was being held. And the free kick to go to the way of the Falcons. Boff's kick smothered still on the centre wing broadcast side. Mithen waiting for the handball. Didn't get it. Have to go in after it. Got tackled immediately. Boff handball over the top. Pushed forward from Wallet close to the boundary line. Will roll out of play in front of Tanuri. We'll get a boundary throwing just in front of our broadcast position here at Schultz Reserve. A bar gets ready to throw the ball back into play. Boyd front position. Kladrovic at the back. The umpire says holding of the jumper against Boyd. Gee, she's caused problems, Kladrovic. She's just She's just dominating in there. The kick will be interesting, though. Ladrovic. Oh, oh, look at the skills. Kick, not even... Jeez, that's a generous 15 metres. <laughs> nah, 10 on this ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sense of occasion. Mikkelvina now on the right boot, chipping up the line. Got to be with Cranston from behind. Made the contest. Puts on the afterburners, Cranston. Goes with the chip kick up the line. Fidelli takes the mark. She's about 45 metres out from goal. Too slow. Further afield. Decides to pull the kick towards the pocket. Got away from Daffy, her teammate. Uh, Had plenty of support back there. Oh, boy, dropped an easy one, but had Mithen in support. Mithen on the right boot towards the top of the goal square. Ball went out the back. It'll be seen over the boundary line and out of bounds. Oh, McKenna, no, in. kept still in. Oh, jeez, it's close. Ooh. Now the snap. How does that? Oh, from the boundary. I think that might be Gordon out there. I'll put the uh, glasses on in a second, but 4-1-25 apiece here at Schultz Reserve. What a great goal. In fact, it looks like it's Cheryl DeGroote who kicked that one. A lovely little banana from the pocket. The Knox defender's not happy. They thought the ball was out of bounds. That boundary umpire was a country mile away. Probably, oh, not that far away. Probably only 30 metres, but uh, let it go. And Geelong get another one. And all of a sudden, the scores are level in the blink of an eye. 4 1, 25 apiece. About halfway through this second term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. The tap from head. 
straight to the deck and pushed forward for the Falcons. Boyd wraps up her opponent. Oh, did well. Spinning out of the tackle there. Canuccio goes inside attacking 50. Cut off though by... Williams goes out wide. Nithin takes the mark. Half-back flank out of side for Geelong. Oh. Centering ball. Looking for Woollett. Takes the mark inside the centre circle. Here at Schultz Reserve. Called to play on. Gives a handball off to Jansen. Jansen sends a kick inside attacking. 50. Good punch at the back there by McKenna. And the ball seen over the boundary line and out of play. Throw in. Two metres beside the left hand behind post for the Magpies. Here on GirlsPlayFooty.com radio, scores level, ball back into play, trying to bring it to ground there, is Boyd goes in again, fighting in hard as Williamson, the umpire, blows the whistle and says, we'll have the ball back, thanks. We'll go again for another ball up. Head to go up in this contest versus Boyd, floats in the air, head wins it, brings it to ground, quick little hand pass back, intercepted, McKenna just sky high with the kick, Mithin parks herself underneath. They've got a country mile of space that she had. And see, they put this two smart players in the wall now, Mithin and, and also Woollett. They were in the right space that time. Mithin went in the Boyd direction, missed her. Kais was there for support. Head was on the ground, trying to feed it out to Kais. Close towards the boundary line, trying to slap it in front of herself with the ball end up going out. And we'll have to throw in about 35 metres out for the Magpies goal. It's 4-1-25 apiece here at Schultz Reserve. So Alana Tucker's the plus one for the Magpies. And I, I think the plus one is Kais now. She's going behind the ball as Knox try and stem the flow. And Kaz does end up with a footy high kick or just lands inside the boundary line. And it will be thrown in half forward flank broadcast side for the Magpies. After not scoring in the opening term, they've kicked 4-1 to level the scores here at Schultz Reserve. Cranston gets a scrummy kick back towards the arc. And then Kyes sends a high ball back towards the centre wing. Broadcast side, bouncing ball. Magpies with the numbers, but under pressure from Baker, who pushes her opponent off the footy. Ends up in the hands of McIlvaina, who got tackled immediately and then dumped into the mud. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up right in the slushy part of Schultz Reserve. Up in the here we go, and Boyd wins out in the contest. Mithin caught one high on the way through. Umpire missed it. Going in a later tackle, Harrison. Up by calls for it back. Around the grounds. Darabin leads Seaford by 26 points, and the Devils lead the Sharks by 16. As, once again, it's Stora. Tries to pick up the football. Couldn't get control of it. Close towards the boundary line. Over and out. Daniel Hill. So we've got McIlvain as the plus one now for Knox. Kyes moves up into the midfield, and the plus one still is Tucker for, for the Magpies. Throw in half forward flank broadcast side for Knox at the back. Stora gets it inside 50. On the deck, Maguire goes in after it, tries to extract it, couldn't get the handball away cleanly. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Just inside the arc, head gets a double tap. Harrison all wrapped up. And wasn't it good to see just moments before that where Tucker, she ran on, sorry, not Tucker, it was um, Stora, the young girl, the youth girl, ran onto her left foot and kicked with her left foot. Didn't go far, but it's all about the intent. Head now all wrapped up from the contests. The umpire just letting it go and then finally says, give it to me, balling up. Third one in a row, still on the arc. For Knox, kicks Marbid. Mithin goes in after it, holds it up, and we'll get another ball up. 
Just getting a little close to it now, Knox. They're starting to ball chase. Away we go again. Head versus Boyd. Head at one with a backhander. Hurried little hand pass out for the Magpies. Didn't work out. Kai slipped over. Lost Oops. a headband, by the way. Got to get a hurried little kick away, but it was intercepted by Boyd. He weaved through traffic. Hand pass to Mithin. Mithin got the kick away before being caught. Vidali close towards the boundary line. Slipped through her hands under pressure from Jolly. And the ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds for a throw-in. Just near our broadcast position. Centre wing at Schultz Reserve. One turner. Ball thrown back into play. Boyd, front posse, Kais kicks it off the ground, smart footy without taking it, but uh, still, oh, that's almost a one-handed throw, if you don't mind, trying to get it to Jansen, a real little kick out of the contest there by DeBont to try and move it forward, was trying to find Boff, Boff goes to ground again, fighting in hard for it, got it out of DeBont, who killed the woods in a half forward, overrunning it there, Bake had to go and again, got collected, and the umpire said it's a free kick. The Kodrovic's drop back to the goal square. Oh. It'll be a 40-metre kick here and from she's Baker. she's got someone a foot smaller than her on her. Baker, oh. she's got oh. a goal! Big barrel, top of the goal square. Ball kept in the play. Oh, it's just rushed through by Boyd. Oh, Kodrovic was a long way down. 4-2, 26 knocks. 4-1, Geelong Magpies here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. I'll tell you what, though, great kick. It was a pass. It was a taut pass. She wasn't having a shot. McLean kicks it high, sitting over the back of the pack, not taking the mark though. Shapter now under pressure from Farmer. Ball goes over the boundary line and out of play. Centre wing on the outer side. And that's what they couldn't get in the first quarter, Geelong. They couldn't get a release kick. And with this breeze, they've managed to get the ball over the back. Now they're on effectively centre wing and they can reset and reload. 4 2, 26 knocks, lead it by a point. Back into play, head with the tap. That's a throw. Boyd went without it, <laughs> Mithen. Got dispossessed of the footy. It's just throw. scooped along there. Hanson. Three in a row. It is very hard stuff. to get a handball out there, though. Good tackling from both sides. On the centre wing, out of side, Kai sees it over the line and then dumps a player after it as well. And Pai says nothing doing, throw it in. What a game of football here at Schultz Reserve. It was about 100-odd points of difference between the sides last time, but there's a fair old contest today as we wait for the ball to be thrown back into play. Head and oh. Oh, the umpire <laughs> threw the ball forward, I think. That almost came down on top of her. I always thought it was going to end up over someone's back. It is hard over there because you're trying to throw up the hill. It's not easy at all. That's better. Ball is thrown back in the play. Head wins out on the contest. Ball bobbling around on hands. Trying to feed out the hand passes. Shafter to move it forward. They slap it along the ground. But there's numbers back there. McKenna all oh, stocked out of her hands. Still opportunity here. Mithin goes in to pick it up. Feeds out the hand pass. Driving forward. The kick in the golden direction. That Taking bounce. it. There is Shilder Groot. Knocked out of her hands. Ball on the ground. Fighting in hard for it. Half a dozen players. The umpire will call for a ball up. 25 metres out from the Magpies goal. Attacking the Blackburn end. No trial by one point. As the umpire just waits to find out who's going to take the contest. Cheryl DeGroote got the tap down. It's been shuffled forward now for the Falcons. Smith and though cuts it off. Wait, stops, props, gets the kick away in time. Sends it back inside 50. Boyd had it momentarily, tried to give the handball away to Daffy. Close to the boundary line and goes out of play. Forward pocket out of side for the Magpies. There, four one twenty five knocks four to twenty six. Again, Mithin, she's sitting out off the back of the off the back of the, the thirty five meter arc, and, and also out there is Madison Maguire. So they've got three behind it now. North, Ge- uh, sorry, Geelong. They'll be able to lock this right in. And Knox, they need the they need the halftime bell. Boys, they we need a spell. We got the close one here at Shelters. <laughs> <laughs> 
guess, guess it's the smart cookie you got this game as the ball is thrown back in the play. Hit the ground. Who's going to try and come out with a chill? DeGroote is lurking nearby. She has the ball at her feet. The umpire's blown the whistle and said there was a holding infringement in the uh, pack. 25. And a 25-metre penalty as well. You're terrible umpire. 25. Thank you very much. Now how terrible am I? I'm still terrible. Okay, another 25. That's what Bree Davy did last week and gave away a goal and maybe the match against Melbourne Uni. Uh, as um, the ball is at centre-half back. It's a long kick up the line. It's wide, very close towards the boundary line. Didn't get out the full and managed to stay in. I think it's Dolls out there who kept the ball in play. Went long and high with the kick. Jolly got to make a contest. In fact, it was Farmer, but uh, a mark there for Knox for the Magpies, right in front of the Falcons coaching bench. Just looks to come back in board, gets on the left boot, goes up the line, looking in the boy direction, got one hand to it. Jolly went with her in the contest, and the ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds for a throw and center wing out of side. And for those of you at home, there is a Knox that plays for the Magpies, and of course they're playing against Knox. So <laughs> make things interesting. Knox for the Magpies. You're not getting confused, I promise. Great for the commentators this afternoon. She's had a bit of a two Shannon Knox. As Boff. Bloody <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Just don't get near it. Drag her. <laughs> Trying to get the handball away. There's a free kick going the way of Cranston. Centre wing out of sight. Watch her load up with the kick. For the Magpies and <laughs> bang. It's 75. Goes long but to no one. Switches on here. And Knox take the mark inside defence. McIlvain switches on. Doesn't want to yeah. know about it. Nord and they go back towards the outer side. Risky kick. In She'll have a shot here. Hands from Cranston. Cranston unloads. Oh. Offline. <laughs> tell you what, the eyes lit up. Pounces over the boundary line and out of play. Throw in forward pocket broadcast side for the Magpies. Trailing yeah. by a point. It's like that rule when you play against Darabin, isn't it? Don't kick it near Asta. This yeah. is a case of don't kick it near Cranston. I'll tell you what, she's like a kid in a candy store then. She marked it 65 she thought, I'm going home, stuff yous. Williamson went out in the contest for the Magpies. Ball on the ground, head had to go back and try and get it. She wanted to feed out the hand pass to Pierce. Pierce went to ground and the umpires blown the whistle and said no prior. So we'll call for a bounce nearing half time. Score at the moment is a Win one point lead to Knox. 4 2 to 4 1 over Geelong. Ball is thrown up in the air. You can hear the wind through our effects, Mike. Ball hit the ground. That was courtesy of Cheryl DeGroote. Ball just squeezed out. Going, oh, fresh air shot. She absolutely missed it. As the ball is on the ground, going in there and shot her again. She lost her footing. Ball near the boundary line. Boyd wants to make a contest of it. It does go over, and we'll have a throw in 45 metres out from goal. But <laughs> Gordon did the big wind-up to swing around. The boot went, but the ball was nowhere near it. And that is one of the things that we've seen Taylor Harris, her kicking style, as she, she almost knees herself in the face because she's so flexible it's one of the things about the women's game that extra flexibility she almost kicked someone in the head it was up that high she almost kicked herself in the head chapters kick smothered still bobbling around the half forward flank and it goes over the boundary line and out of play we did actually see that in the AFL a few years ago someone got suspended for kicking a ruckman in the head didn't they that was a while ago. Broke someone's face. Oh, is that Jeff White? Yeah, it might have been Jeff White. Might have been before my time. As the handball comes out of contest. Favours the Falcons. Ball on the deck. Woolett hovering. Almost had it. Harrison fires the handball back to head. Looping one over the top. And then it's held up. Umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. This is good for Knox. They just want to keep the ball beyond the wing and just suck up some clock here. Head again goes for it. And they're all around it too. Yeah, it's a congested centre wing on the outer side at the moment. The umpire again says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. 
Outer side of Schultz Reserve. One point the lead to Knox. Head won it. Brought it to ground. Hand pass fit out to Sheldon. Groot is on the ball. Now gets on the right boot. Going up the line to Williamson who takes a mark in front of Papadopoulos. Williamson, 45 metres out from goal. Long and high in the point direction. Good work from behind there. But McKenna gets the fist in there and punches the ball over the boundary line. And we'll have a throw at about 10 to 15 metres around from the right-hand point post. Geelong attacking to the left of your radio dial. She's one of their best mechanics. She's seen a bit of action this season playing at, uh, at fullback and also in the midfield in a side that has struggled for percentage, it's fair to say. Boyd versus Pierce. Pierce won it from jumping over the top. Overrunning the ball was Vidali. He might have to go back and get it again. Shielder Groot tried to get a hand pass out. Knocked out of her hands. Going in there is Harrison for the Falcons. And the umpire says it's all tied up. We'll call for a bounce. 35 out from goal. And just yep. starting to sprinkle rain here too. And uh, no forward structure at all for Knox. They are getting around it. As it's tapped there from head, trying to move it forward. Didn't do so. Mithin goes in after the footy. Slapped forward from the Falcons. It's on the deck. Shell the group wraps up her opponent. That's uh, half-time here at Schultz Reserve, and it's a one-point advantage to Knox. 4-2-26 plays, 4-1-25 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Well, if you take away the first two goals in the first minute, it was probably the points to Knox in the end. Um, yes, they do trail, but after a four-goal opening term, they concede four goals back the other way into probably what was a, a stronger breeze in that term. They clearly play this ground better than their opponents. Um, I probably still don't think they're going to win the game, but they've given themselves every chance at this point. They are well and truly in this. The, the biggest yeah. problem they've got at the moment is every time they get players around the ball, it's extra tiring and taxing, whereas North Geelong are start, they're quite clearly playing a structured game where they're trying to conserve a bit of petrol, um, which you do do when you zone off and do those kinds of things. Um, and you could just see in that quarter... With the agency of the breeze, they had a little more space. So as the game opens up, it certainly suits Geelong, but a well-deserved rest for Knox, and I'll come out firing in the third. Different body language as well. Geelong electing to... They were doing a little bit of a jog. Now they're walking straight off the ground into the rooms. Knox having a bit of a chat out there. This is probably their first real opportunity, isn't it, to get a good result today, and they need to make the most of it. And I think... I'm assuming that's Kai's leading the discussion out there in the middle at the moment for the Falcons as they just break up. Geelong walking into the rooms beside us here. But She's broken uh, the tackling record in the first half, yeah. guys. And kicks three goals in the first quarter. I think they'll have a lot of confidence coming out of that first half of footy. Interesting psychology, I guess, for both sides. Uh, on the knock side of things, they'll be the nervous ones. They're the ones that haven't won a game. So they've got the work to do in this third quarter. They know how they have to win the quarter big to build that buffer. Geelong are in the, uh, in the advantage of... If they only trial by one or two goals for three-quarter time, in the back of their head, it's like, we got the breeze in the final quarter. We got the breeze. We have won a couple of games. We know that we can come home. And that's what... But it would be great to see that... I mean, Knox and Omonti's just with the breeze to win this third quarter, but it would yeah, be yeah. fantastic to see Knox ahead at three-quarter time. Yeah. And, and see, obviously, you don't want to try and hold on. You probably still want to kick one or two, but you yeah. might want to lock it in a little more. You just felt if the, out of those opportunities going forward, if maybe one of them were a goal in that quarter quarter that would have been just that little mental edge okay we can kick one into the breeze that when the ball they, yeah. they were smart the way they yeah. structured up really good coaching they put Kuldranovic forward um, they rotated in the ruck they put Baker to centre half forward Baker then roosts that big torp in it hits the deck and I thought Kuldranovic was just going to stick the slipper through it but uh, couldn't do so and, uh, and and they, I think they got a behind out of it, which, as silly as it sounds, those little behinds, they might be crucial in the end because both sides have kicked really accurately. 
and uh, and that's probably been a feature of the game in these conditions. But as the rain comes down, every point is going to be vital. That's why I've knocked out a one-goal lead now. I'd almost be happy to get on. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, if if Geelong come out and get the first goal of the second half. <laughs> That's when the questions will start to be uh, to be being asked of the Knox Falcons. I think they were still struggling to find that space, though, Geelong. They haven't still, I don't think, quite worked out where to run. Yeah, Such there was, there was one there was one passage of play where Mithen marked the ball on the back flank, and she looked inboard, and that's the whole thing. It's all about intent. As long as your first look is inboard. Obviously, you want your first look to be anyone who's in relative space, but hopefully they're in board. If not, then we can hopefully hit someone down the line or dump it down the line. She looks in board. She kind of fluffed the kick, but Willett was in that much space. She marks in the centre circles. The ball comes forward to Cranston. They almost get a goal. I think that might have actually... Maybe that was the goal to Federley, but that was their only one play where they look back to the middle, and it's a lot easier to do when you're coming from the outer side of the ground because we know how muddy it is over this side of the ground. It's very hard with your your stationary foot to have to have any real stability and as we saw we've seen a few players fall over and that's why it cannot be understated how good Kaiser's game has been because every time she comes out in this mud it's like she knows she's at home she's going three times quicker than everyone else she, she can't be tackled um, and she can get some some uh, some kicks away and get them forward so she's been the difference so far but gee she's, she's probably had 20 and had 25 tackles so geez how much is really in the legs before uh, you have a look at the goal kickers, Coxie, around the ground scores. Darabin put the foot down in that second quarter against Seaford. Yeah, 12-5-77 against Seaford, 2-1-13. So they put the foot down there. Nice and windy. Things getting a little bit interesting down there at the Peanut Farm at halftime. Eastern Devils, 5-5-35. St Kilda Sharks, 4-2-26. They rallied in that second quarter. And if I'm having a look here, goal kickers uh, at the moment, I could see two to Perkins for the Devils and singles to Scott, Lambert and Darcy. For the Sharks, they kicked all their goals in that quarter. One each to Lucas Rod and Garner, two to Mo Hope. That game, uh, that game is certainly going to be a very uh, interesting contest there. But we've got the close one. 4-2-26, the 4-1-25 knocks over uh, Geelong. How do the goal kickers look at half-time, Coxie? Well, the Falcons, uh, Kyers has three goals and Rebecca Pearce has one. And then for the Magpies, we've got Shapter, Shell De Groot, Rochelle Cranston and... Uh, Michelle Fideli. And Fideli with that yeah. uh, other one. <laughs> We'll take this opportunity to take a break here at halftime on girlsplayfooty.com radio in our match of the day here on a Sunday in round 12 of the Swiss VFL women's competition. It's Knox leading the Geelong Magpies by one solitary point. Every week, the Salvation Army helps shield those in need with 170,000 meals. Every week, they shield 3,000 homeless from the cold in their shelters. Every week, they provide 500 blankets and 18,000 food vouchers and $54,000 worth of clothing, furniture and household goods. Every week, the Salvo shield 700 victims of abuse in their refuges and assist 1,100 people who are caught up in the web of addiction. Every week, they provide telephone counselling to 3,500 confused, frightened and lonely people with nowhere else to turn. The Salvation Army helps thousands of people every week. Imagine what that costs. Please support the Salvation Army Red Shield Appeal Doorknock Weekend. Call the credit card donation line on 133230 so the Salvos can continue to help shield those in need. They're counting on it. 
The Prep Game specializes in nutritionally focused, freshly made meals for those who live a busy and active lifestyle. Whether you are an athlete, business professional, parent or fitness enthusiast, fuel your days right with quality food to maximize your performance. Get out of the kitchen and spend more time on what really matters. Let The Prep Game handle your weekly nutritional needs by simply ordering online at theprepgame.com.au or find us on Facebook and Instagram. The Prep Game, proudly sponsoring the Darabin Falcons. Hi, it's Eric from Deaf Children Australia. Ready for your next lesson? With your left hand palm facing you, touch the left thumb with the right pointer finger. That's A. Now put the same pointer finger onto the left hand pointer. That's E. And for I, O and U, point and place on the next three fingers. They're the vowels. How easy is that? Next time I'll teach you to sign nice things like thank you. At Deaf Children Australia, we're helping young deaf people reach their potential at school and in life. Please join. Join us. Together we can make a difference. Good afternoon. Hi. Just the bread and milk, thanks. That's $5.50, thank you. And can I have something to put those in that will injure our marine life, clog our drains and landfill, adding to over 6 billion other plastic bags used every year that aren't recycled, meaning most end up as rubbish? Uh, may I recommend you pick up one of our environmentally friendly reusable bags? It's time to think about what you're really asking for. Say no to plastic bags. For more information, visit cleanup.com.au. Have you ever dreamed of quad biking in the wilderness of the Northern Territory? Or becoming a greaser on a 100-year-old steam tug? Personally, I rather fancy a bit of frog spotting myself. The point is, whatever you choose, volunteering is about being involved, getting things done, and making a difference. Participate, activate, and create. Volunteer today. Visit www.govolunteer.com.au. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley train station. This is Danny Green. On a night out just like this, take it from me. One punch can be deadly. Thrown in anger, without warning, without gloves, it can kill. One punch can end their life and ruin yours. It takes grunt to throw it. It takes guts to walk away. One punch can be deadly. Authorised and spoken by Danny Green Perth. I usually wear white. And I prefer black. But lately, we've been getting into orange. When you're wearing SES orange, you know you're making a difference. And you're learning great new skills. You'd be surprised how good you'll feel in orange. The Victoria State Emergency Service is recruiting volunteers now for a broad range of roles. Visit ses.vic.gov.au or call 1300-842-737 and find out if orange is right for you. Authorised by Victoria State Emergency Service Melbourne, spoken by Emery's and A. Smallwood. I've been a lifeline volunteer for five years now. I became one after I came out the other side of a rough patch. I thought, well, people helped me and now things are good. So it's time to give something back. Thing is, with the training and skills that we get... It's really helped me in my own life with work and relationships. And I've made some great friends. I guess helping other people is... A great way to help yourself. Become a Lifeline volunteer and make a difference to people's lives, including yours. Call now or visit our website. 
Hardco Home and Body is a local family business that manufacture all their own natural candles and body range. Visit one of their six kiosk stores in major shopping centres throughout Melbourne or their recently opened new homeware store at Casey Central, Narry Warren, featuring many local Australian designers and their unique high-end pieces. To find your nearest store or to buy online, head to hardco.com.au. That's hardco.com.au. Hardco Home and Body, proudly sponsoring the Seafit Tigerettes. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn, and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. Hi, this is Adam Gilchrist for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Facing a cricket ball that's coming at 140 kilometres per hour can be pretty dangerous, but not nearly as dangerous as getting behind the wheel of a car after you've been drinking. Having a good time is fine, but if you plan to drink, plan ahead so you and your mates can get home safely. Drinking and driving, it's just not cricket. A message from RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Risky drinking is very dangerous. Alcohol can and does cause brain damage. The not-for-profit group Abias estimates 2 million Australians are at risk of permanent brain damage because of risky drinking behaviour. It's not a question of how much you have to drink to cause damage. It's how little. Alcohol-related brain injury is happening every day in Australia. People lose jobs, relationships and income in some cases. Get the facts. Visit hangoverforlife.com. Live across the web. This is thegirlsplayfooty.com. Match of the day. And welcome back to thegirlsplayfooty.com. Match of the day here at Schultz Reserve in Juan Turner. Good crowd in to watch this thriller of a contest. It's the close one of the round. 4-2-26 Knox. 4-1-25 Geelong Magpies. Knox have been out on the ground. They're just doing their last high five as the girls run back to their huddle to do their thing and then leave the Magpies last back out onto the ground. Um, you've got a feeling, Coxie, this quarter, they're kicking with the breeze. It's make or break. There's this three people on camping chairs with an umbrella. That's what you call corporate facilities here at Corporate hospitality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In front of the broken fence. Yeah. You know what the fence is for? They're probably Someone's probably slipping food through there or something like that. The <laughs> catering department. Oh, tell you what, you've got it all sorted out here at Knox. <laughs> oh. Speaking of catering, uh, yeah, Dan Hill. Hill's still eating yeah. the hot dogs. He'll join us at five-minute mark of this third quarter. To uh, get us underway for this second half here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, your lead caller here's Matthew Cox. Thank you very much, Peter Holden. 4 2 26, Knox. Geelong 4 1 25. Just waiting for everyone to get back into position. And then we'll be underway for the second half of this round 12 Swiss VFL women's match here at Schultz Reserve. Uh, just awaiting the goal umpires to get themselves sorted out. Flags in position. Just a sprinkling of mist. If you're Knox, you want a couple of goals and then you want it to bucket down here. Yeah. <laughs> they need a good start here in this third term as we're underway. Head does the ruck work. Got the tap. Picking it up. Stora sends a high kick towards centre half forward. Bouncing ball in front of Williams. Can't collect it cleanly. Now's under pressure. Fires the handball backwards. Magpies get a kick towards the defensive side of centre wing Stora cutting it off sends it 
Back towards the half-forward flank, and this time collecting it cleanly is Williams. Wants to go short. Now has to go long towards the contest. Stora went through her hands. Canuccio able to feed the handball out. Stora again, an up-and-under kick. Didn't go the distance. Back on the deck. Geelong trying to feed one out. And eventually Knox did get the handball, but it went straight over the boundary line and out of play. We'll get a throw in between centre wing and half forward on the broadcast side for Knox, who lead by a point early stages third term. Umpire gets ready to throw the ball back into play. Head versus Boyd. Boyd being held on to. Umpire missed that. Straight down the throat of Harrison for the Falcons. She dropped when she should have really gone on and kicked it. Ball hit the ground. Who's going to come out with a clear possession? Hurriedly in there is Butcher. Boy, got Polax as she got the hand pass away to Jansen. But Jansen burns through the middle of the ground. Goes towards the centre-half forward. Was looking for Granston. Granston did the shepherding work instead for Fidelli who turns Jolly inside out. She kicks it now on the right boot in the hot spot. 25 metres out from goal. Oh, Bermanopolis got crunched. And the umpire says, that's going to be a bit of a headache and she'll end up with a free kick. In fact, she's uh, limping as she gets up. Got a bit of a whack and then gets on the right boot. Goes short with the kick, staying wide on the halfback flank at a side. Falcons with possession of the footy. Go down along the boundary line. It's a high kick towards the centre. When Cranston takes the mark at the back of the pack. Calls for players to come up. Kicks it towards centre half forward. Getting in front. Unable to take the mark. Knox paddled forward here for the Magpies. It's close. Storer went without it. Also getting involved, Harrison, who was wrapped up. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball up. Corner of the centre square, broadcast side, favouring the Magpies, trailing by a point, early stages, third term. Boyd with the tap, Stora tried to feed the handball out. Didn't do so, Canuccio went without it. Ed goes back in. And the umpire says, give it to me again. I'll ball it up. Exactly the same spot as the last one. Corner of the centre square broadcast side. Away we go again. Head versus Boyd. Boyd won it, but the ball hit the ground and Head did the roving work. Tried to fire out the hand pass. Jumping in there is Shapter. Mithun lays in the tackle on Harrison. In goes Head. Had to try and feed it out to Wonderly. And the umpire has blown the, free, blown the whistle and said, uh, it's going nowhere. And we'll have the ball back and we'll have another ball up. Head versus Boyd once more. Head wins out and they're taken away by Mithun. Mithun spins around. Puts it on the left boot towards centre half forward. An awkward bouncing football. Jolly came out to meet it first. Kais has got it. <laughs> Almost wow. had both hands behind her back when she put boot the ball. But unfortunately it went to a contest and the mark was taken there by Cranston who unload. Cranston, high kick. It's a wobbly one though. Inside 50 for the Magpies. Bouncing ball on the deck. Kais getting back. Gets a kick around her body. Looking there for Boff. Couldn't take it cleanly. Mithin goes in after it. Thrown into the ground there by Harrison. The umpire says give it to me I'll ball it up about a metre in from the boundary poor Lily Mitten there she literally got stuck in the mud <laughs> she <laughs> went to turn and didn't go anywhere luckily it was soft as she got put into the deck as it's all wrapped up again from Shapter. I should have asked both coaches who's got the washing duties this week now Mitten has had no direct opponent in the last four stoppages and I think that's uh, although that's probably holding the ball against her but and that's smothered um, smothered and we will get a throw in. He was going to give that on the full. But, uh, but you've got to have someone on Mithin. Otherwise, I mean, now they've finally got someone going to. But we've seen both sides of, uh, of the Magpies getting someone at the front and the back on their own. And high over the shoulder. And it is against head. And we'll be going in Boyd's direction. Boyd. Hesitant now gets going on the left boot. It's high, still a hot spot. 30 out from goal. Fidelli had it momentarily knocked out of her hands by Kai's. Falls free to Shapter. Shapter has a flying shot on goal. Oh! It bounced back 
It was a good old-fashioned off-spinner. Just came back in and took the middle peg, and that is a goal for the Magpies. 5-1-31 Geelong knocks, 4-2-26. I think it was like half a pass, just went over the head and then just of an off-spinner. Yeah, well, luck, the fortune favours the brave, and that's the first goal to the Dandenong's end, and it does go to Geelong, and now all of a sudden knocks right under pressure, and they've made the move, and the right move. They've put Kuladrovic back in the ruck. She's been standing at centre-half forward getting cold, and that's the move they needed to make. First time Geelong have been in front all afternoon. Umpire gets us underway. Five-point lead for the Magpies. Woolock went without it. Guys feeding out the handball. In fact, my apologies, it wasn't, guys. Harrison goes to the deck. And it was a hold. A free kick will go the way of the Falcons. And that was all Kuladrovic again. She just gets in and makes her presence felt. High kick. Looking for McIlvainer close to the boundary line. She keeps it in play. Oh, Gave the handball oh, off the butcher. It was confronted and goes over the boundary line and out of play. Half forward flank broadcast side for the Falcons. 4-2-26 they are. 5-1-31. Should be out on the full. And is. And, and was. High kick. Good body work there from Farmer. Sees the ball go to the deck and the umpire says, give it to me. Just near our broadcast position here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Five-point lead to the Geelong Magpies over the Knox Falcons. Ball up in the air. Away we go again. Kulodrovic goes up in the contest. Misses the ball. Hit the ground. Trying to slap it forward there was Canuccio. Oh, last tackle laid on. And Niffin gets the free kick. Dan Hill's not happy about it. Niffin now goes with a short kick. Dangerously close to the boundary line. Just taking the mark inside was Jansen. She's looking further afield. Gets on the right boot. Goes up the line in the Boyd direction. Boyd takes a mark. Had the height there on Storer. Boy, looking further afield, right in the glue pot. Decides to run out of it. Now on the left boot, 25 metre pass towards the hot spot. Canuccio brought it to the ground, not paid the mark. Going in there, Michelina got the hand pass out. Tunnel ball stuff. Miffin tries to get That's the football. Is that high? No, it's not. Miffin goes in again. And now he blows the whistle and says, I'll have the football back. 35 metres out from the Geelong Magpies goal. Jolly up, getting victory. So jolly getting that's, up very gingerly. That's three weeks in the AFL. Head eye contact. Had a head over it. Myth and just ploughed straight into her. Umpire missed it. He was on the wrong side. He's not happy with Woolett. And the raspberries coming from the Knox crowd as well. He's he's not happy with Woolett. He, as someone who's ref in basketball, she doesn't stop ever. She might actually have to. <laughs> As it's back underway, Boyd immediately wrapped up from Kuladrovic. We'll get another ball up, still at half forward for the Magpies. Boyd, big tap down, Cranston overran it, back on the deck, Kyes didn't have it, and the umpire judged accordingly. She'll get the free kick, half back flank, broadcast side, and it wasn't delivered back correctly. So she gets a 25-metre penalty. And this umpire, he's really jovial, so it'll be 35. <laughs> it'll be an extra 10 for being excited. And it was about 40 in the end. But they needed that. They've got to get out of their back zone. Good timing for Knox. Kai's with the ball in the middle of the ground. Has Jolly on short as he wants to go sideways. She goes long, booming. Helicopter kick with the left. Boyd parked underneath it. Oh, dropped one in the side. She went to ground courtesy of Baker. And Boyd now has the ball half back flank. Was looking to try and switch. Now looks up the line. Has some options on. Goes to the player in Daffy. Daffy, strong mark and a 2 on one against Harrison and Stora. Daffy in the helmet on the right boot. Oh, kicks it in my direction, but I'm not playing for either side. <laughs> Don't kick it to me. The ball is out of bounds on the full. And Melissa Kies has the position. Centre wing. 
Her side down by five points. Gets on the left boot towards the half-forward flank. Through the hands of Boyd at the back. And you'd call it in rugby terms, finding touch. We'll have a throw-in, 38 out from the Knox goal. And the wind has well and truly died down. It's, oh, the trees are hardly moving now. It's probably down to one, maybe two goals. Knox need to find one here. And they, they get a stoppage in their forward half, which is where they've excelled at, at getting scores. Boyd slaps it down. Mithin went without it. Knox, kick around the body there from Whitaker. Kai's as a stab. It's offline. How did she find that? And a minor score. She was about 25 metres from that pack, and then three seconds later she came in. There was about 25 players around, and she has a flying snap at goal. He's here, there, and Is everywhere. Is there three of her? Pick it up. They'd like three of her. <laughs> I'll tell you what. 4-3, trailing 5-1. Ball short to the back pocket. Jansen now takes it. Looking further afield. Wants to go up the line. She does. Kai's versus Boyd. Boyd and Kai's. Oh, interesting call. Boyd takes the mark from behind. Boyd has Woolard on if she goes in that direction. She does. Cranston went flying. Couldn't quite bring it in. And near the boundary line as Kai's gets dispossessed. Will call for a throw. And you could see it was set up. She was just watching how many paces she needed to that contest. That was like when you are with your old man in the hallway when you were a kid. That was just absolute boost <laughs> thrown back into play so what would have been mark of the millennium too Kulodrovic grabbed it Cranston throws Kai's into the ground the umpire says give it to me I'll ball it up Kulodrovic you can just see the impact she has whenever she's in the ruck they're right in the game Knox again straight tap straight to Kai's who kicks it towards the half forward flank broadcast side bouncing in front of Whittaker close to the boundary line seen over there by Williams with a boundary throwing inside the 30 metre arc for Knox. And the upside on that is with, with Kuldrovic in the ruck, Jamie heads in the goal square and she can take a grab but it does mean that Baker has to play probably out of her prime position at centre-half forward. Boyd, front posse, took it straight out of the ruck and caught. She'll be caught for holding the football because when it's a boundary and, throwing... And has got it. Kyers has got the kick too. When, when, you, when you're a ruck person and you take the ball straight out of the pack from a boundary throw, and as soon as you're grabbed, it's actually called holding the ball. That's why you can't take it and you've got to smack it away. So, Dutchie Kyes is lining it up. This is her home ground. She's on the 45-degree angle. will be kicking from about 35 to 40 metres out. So you watch, she's using the shot clock. This will be a big goal if she gets it. The breeze just slightly kicks up as she comes in. Kai's left boot, hangs out right. How good is that? The crowd's up and about. The Knox Falcons are up and about. They've got the lead back. 5-3, Knox. Geelong 5-1-31. A cracking game here at Schultz Reserve. Yeah, I reckon they should change the rules there, Pete. If, if you take a boundary throw in below the, the height of your hip, you probably shouldn't get penalised. It was a short throw in. Boyd takes it around pretty much her knees, tackled immediately. But what a finish from Kai's. It was probably one of the harder kicks for a left footer. Yes, she's on the right side for a left footer. For, for the breeze pushing across from her right, but gee, it was never in doubt. It was just inside left goalpost, never missing. Kuladrovic gets the tap. Boyd tries to follow it up, sends the handball out wide, collecting it. McNamara over the top, looking there for Tenuri. Couldn't collect it cleanly. Kai's goes in after the footy, got stripped of it. It's on the deck in dispute. Handball now comes out the way of Jolly. She confronts. Right. Kai's gets taken high, and she will get a free kick inside the centre square. That was the Joel Selwood special. Just raised the arm up at the right time. Kai's sends the ball in the banker direction. Goes past her. Now it's in a half forward. 
and Boyd applies a great tackle. Strips her opponent of the footy going in after it. Canuccio, she's tackled immediately. And the umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. at centre-half forward for Knox with a two-point lead halfway through the third term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Kodrovic won it, brought the ball to ground, trying to come away with it. Tanuri couldn't quite hang on to it. Shapter goes in there as well. Ball spilled out of the pack. Hurry little kick around was smothered when Telford tried to put boot to ball. Still on the deck. Umpires blind the whistle said holding infringement and that is going the way there of Ali Butcher. Butcher is about 40 metres out from goal. Swings around. Not much to go to. Boyd half-hearted effort but a win over ahead. One bounce and through for eight points. 5-4-34 knocks. 5-1-31 Geelong Magpies here on girlsplayfooty.com radio live at Schultz Reserve. One turn Magpies look to come to the broadcast side, then decide no, we'll go to the outer side. Oh, Bouncing gotta ball it, gotta touch in it. front of Williams. Did she touch it? I think she just got there. Oh. It was only just. Boundary throw in, half forward, flank, outer side for the Falcons with a three-point lead. Kolodrovic got the first tap, then Boyd slaps it forward, raving it off the contact. Hanson, and she did go too far. Free kick, centre wing, outer side goes the way of the Falcons. As the wind picks up again here at Schultz Reserve to take it on the outer side. I could just feel your voice about to say, runs her full measure, Coxie. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little too far, over her measure. (laughs) High ball inside 50 again for Knox. Push out. Clearly hands in the back. Silly free kick. (laughs) Free kick going the way here of Moran. We're the 40, yep, Siobhan Moran. So Moran has it on a 45-degree angle. Comes in. Oh, tell you what. what a bad drop punt, and it's gone through. <laughs> she's obviously another one of the girls that's come on. I think she's actually... I had a look around. I, I can't find Emily Boff out there. So they've obviously said to, to these girls that... Oh, Emily, there she is, she's yeah. on the back flank. So she's moved back, and, and Moran's moved forward. And... It was the good. It was a bit of a trick because she could only kick the ball about thirty. So she sucked him in. Everyone led, and then she kicked it thirty-two, and it bounced through over the back. The old two-card trick did well. Nine-point lead now to the Falcons. And of course, a reminder: we're back again next Sunday, 1:30 p.m. on air at Mulgrave Reserve, Eastern Devils Darabin. That'll be a cracking contest. The ball is in the middle of the ground again, all wrapped up as Lily Methan lays the tackle. The umpire said no prior opportunity. And we'll take the ball back. I think it was Harrison on the bottom of that pack. Nine-point lead to the Knox Falcons. Away we go again. Kuladrovic won it, but taken straight away by Shapter, who got caught, but got the hand pass away. In goes Kaj, bearing in and under. Tackling her was Laura Taylor. And uh, we'll call for another ball up. Great game of footy here today. It gets a bit dark early as... Going up there, shoulder group in that contest. Mithen had it, taken away by Kai's on the left boot towards the half forward flank position. Ball hit the deck. Oh, Butcher well. put her on the right boot. Going forward, good mark taken in defence. Backing back there, Alana Tucker. And Tucker gets on the left boot. She wants to switch. She mm. finds the teammate out there and she's got McNamara. McNamara looks up, goes towards the centre wing on the outer side. Just went over the top there of Gordon. It's on the deck, and the Falcons with possession momentarily. It goes over the boundary line and out of play. That's a huge psychological win for Knox. That's the first time Geelong have, have managed to, to switch to play and did it with some fluency, but they just managed to force it over the line and force a stoppage. Kolodrovic with the tap. Tanuri gives it off to her teammate. who kicks it high in the federally direction. Had a couple of goes at it, but took the mark. 
Half forward flank out of side for the Magpies. Winds up, goes long with the kick. High ball contest forms and Daffy takes the mark in the middle of it all. One of the shortest players in that contest. Yeah, she's a this plays above probably a, a normal height. I think she's been playing a bit of centre half forward. To bring Good it grab. to bring it back to three points. Natasha Daffy comes in and hooked it straight away. Fedley and Boyd juggle it. Boyd couldn't bring it down. Close to the score lines, pushed away. Kyes goes in after it, tries to get a looping oh, handball. Oh, experience. And rushes it through for a minor score. Eight point lead now to the Falcons. They're 6 4 40. Geelong 5 2 32 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. That's, are you sure there's not three of her out there? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the hurry kick on the left boot. It's long from McKenna back in the play. Gained about 50 metres. Ball got out the back. Several numbers here for them. And just pumping it long to Bont. Puts it inside there. 4.35. Foot race on here. Oh! Back to all over around the football. That was uh, McLean who can put herself to the contest. Here's a kick towards the top of the goal square. Williams comes out to try and meet it. Shannon Knox does the uh, shepherding work. Here's the long kick. Pierce going in the contest here versus McNamara. Pierce kept it in play. Oh, Jolly right. went crashing into it. Ball still on the ground. 35 out from goal. Fed out the hand. Pass has a shot at goal. Head was there and it bounced away from her and throw it in. But talk about the fast movement of ball from back line to forward line by Knox. Ah, they watched along in the second quarter. Don't muck around when you got the wind, just dump it and get it out of there. Smart footy. As it picks up again here, boundary throw in. Call a drive it, got a fingertip to it, brought it to ground. Magpies, Mithin goes in after it. Might have got one high. Umpire said play on. And then he calls for it. I tell you what, it's just, every now and again, it's been a little bit of light misty rain. If you're Knox, if you get 15 points in front, you'll be doing a rain dance at three-quarter time. Kolodrovic with the tap, looking for Butcher. Went without it on the deck oh. again. She tries to soccer it there. Kolodrovic, did it go the distance? The store, no. Call play on. Kick around the body out of the pack there for the Magpies. Looking for the boundary line. Goes over the boundary line. And out of play in front of the group. Kolodrovic, she almost could have had a shot then. She sort of had a look at the post and she thought, no, surely not. Eight points. <laughs> Eight points the difference. 40 plays, 32. Knox led at the moment. Cooler driver took it straight out of the pack. Got the hand pass away while under pressure from Williams. Ball hit the ground. Hand pass stolen by Butcher. Butcher oh, no. tries to square it up at the top of the square. And I think it just went over the pack and threw for a minor score. 6-5-51 Knox. 5-2-32 Geelong Magpies here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Late in the third term here at Schultz Reserve. One turner. And as you can probably hear in the, in the, uh, in the back, I'm getting a little excited here because this is right on the knife edge. It is right on the edge now. The next goal almost wins. As the pack spreads for the Magpies, big kick in, looking for Gordon. Couldn't take the mark, brought to ground. Trying to get a soccer there. McIlvaner goes in after the footy, can't collect it. It's all wrapped up, half forward flank. Spills out the back of the pack. Willett going in after it. Can't extract it. Now a clearing kick from Gordon. Up towards the centre wing. There's a whistle, a hold. And a free kick going the way of Federley. She's probably there. She's played well, Federley. She's presented all day. Defensive side of centre wing. High ball looking for Cranston. Takes the mark. She's going to have a shot. <laughs> centre wing brought uh, out of side. In the It's a wobbly torpedo looking for Daffy who came late, came to the deck. Oh, it's all wrapped up. And the umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. 
Plenty of space in Geelong's forward line here, but now the numbers will, will flood back. This is a huge stoppage for Knox. This is massive. I can just see him starting to spit a little bit of rain now. This is making it really interesting. Up, though. The wind's picking up to go with that. The ball up, and it's one out by shoulder. Crew got the ball back, and it bounced around. Cranston's going to be first in the contest. Like a ball in a china shop. She burst her way through. Kicked it up the line towards the forward pocket position. Boyd coming out afterwards. Well. McKenna kicked the ball off the ground. Gained about oh, 30 oh, metres. Ball on the it. ground. Going in there is Taylor as well. Ball popped out. Storer wanted to get involved. She couldn't. Nithin trying to get a hand pass out there. Missed the available option. Storer just put boot the ball. Doesn't travel oh, 15. No, it does. And the umpire pays the mark to Butcher. And she's going slow too. Right in front Smart. of our broadcast position. Butcher gets on the right boot. Goes up towards center wing. Flying through the air. Canuccio went through her hands. Ball at the back. Beatson lays in a tackle. And she manages to claim Pierce. Free kick going the way of Tamika Beatson of the Geelong Magpies. Beatson looks to centre the ball, it's wide, it's risky, Head got a hand to it, couldn't bring it in, fires the handball out to Whitaker. sends an up and under kick, inside 50, then bumped off her chest, ball on the deck in dispute, Beatson soccers it off the ground, tries to follow it up, then goes to the deck, Knox having momentarily in Papadopoulos, who sees it over the boundary line and out of play. Have they got the AED here at Schultz? With them off, you're in trouble. It's a hard stopper at the moment. Wait for the ball to come back into play. Inside 35 for the Knox Falcons. Going to the left of your radio dial. Third term football. Shoulder group won the tap. Brought it to ground. Kai's out of the pack. It's away to the left. That's about time she did something that wasn't quite amazing. And 6-6-42 Knox. They lead by 10 points. 5-2-32 Geelong Magpies during three-quarter time here on Girls Bay Radio. Oh, geez, for those at home, guys, it was this hack out of the pack from 30, and it didn't miss by much. <laughs> I tell you what. As the Magpies bring it back in the play, high ball towards a hard back flank. I think that was Kai's impeding the contest again. Mithin goes over the boundary line and out of play before she took the kick. I think that was by design. It wasn't much ahead. Boundary throw in, half forward flank, out of side for Knox. The lead of 10 points. Have to be closing stages of this term. I think Knox might need one more. Just to be comfortable going into three-quarter time. Kolodrovic gets the tap over the top of the contest. They've run into trouble here, the Magpies. Thanks to brick wall, did McLean. And the umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. About 30 out from goal for the Falcons. Kolodrovic fists it forwards, back on the deck. Almost having it there, Stora goes to ground. And the umpire again says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Now about 25 metres out from goal on the outer side. Again, Kuladrovic, she's really asserting her dominance here. And she puts the big fist in there as well. Mithin had it and got caught straight away by Stora. The umpire said no per opportunity. And calls for a ball up. 25 metres out from the Knox goal. Forward pocket out of side. Just being bounced around. Boyd fired out a hand pass looking for Shapter. Taken there by the Falcons and it's all wrapped up. The umpire calls for another ball up. 35 metres out from goal. 10 point lead to Knox over Geelong in this round 12 Swiss VFL women's match. Boyd brought it to ground. Whitaker tried to get a kick away, just ricocheted off the shoulder there of uh, Mithin. Ball spilt free, got it across to Beetson who put the ball out of bounds on the full. Now this will be interesting, Coxie, because with this free kick, if they can spot up a target. And Head made the lead, goes straight over the top of her head, looking for McIlvain, went straight through her fingers, roving it on the ground. It goes through for a minor score. I think that might have been Papadopoulos in the forward pocket. Jeez, you've mastered Papadopoulos, Coxie. <laughs> you, just, you are a doyen. Uh, Practising it all week. 
Well, Olympiacos and the Greek League, they'll be on the phone soon. <laughs> Kick in from fullback. Here's the kick towards the back flank. Oh, Cranston uh, lost it in that contest. Punched out. Got the kick away there. Taylor before she got bowled over. Daffy, whoops, went through her hands under pressure. Well Buff ball. going with her as well. Canuccio, but Daffy comes out of it. Daffy on the left booters. Kick his mother. Canuccio puts the head over the football. Got caught by Taylor. Thrown into the ground. Whitaker clicks, claimed high. Umpire missed it. Burst on their score. It goes in there as well. Ball spilled free on centre wing position now for the uh, Pies. Ingo shoulder crew kick off the ground by McKenna. No 15 play on it as Wonderly got turned inside out. Whitaker now gets the hand pass back in board. Oh, well got it to Bont. The Bont went towards center half forward. There's one bounced ahead. Head over around it. Went back again. Got spun around by McLean. Did well. Ball hit the ground. In comes Shapter. And the umpire calls for a ball up. 40 metres out from the Falcons goal. Knox leading Jerome by 10 points. They'd love a goal. They would love a goal. Should I say 11 points? Get my math right. Tanuri fires the handball out to Shapter. draw? Pushing it to, towards the boundary Not two line. Weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Legs, free kick to Geelong. This is a huge passage now. And it will go the way of Beats and centre wing out of side for the Magpies. Trailing by 11 points. High kick towards the half forward flank. Siren sounds for three quarter time. Good timing. And there was no mark anyway to Daffy. It is 6 7 43 Knox. They will be kicking against the breeze in the final term, but they lead by 11 points, 5-2-32 and on, the Magpies. And on cue, the rain just starting to trickle down. Yeah, they've sent the, uh, the airport out the back. They've, they've sent the, the rain seat up. <laughs> <laughs> Tasmania style. But uh, look, what a term it was. I, yeah. I mean, it started off with a goal to Geelong, and I, I think I said at half-time that if Geelong do get the first goal, it's going to make it tough for Knox, but then they fought back. They seem to start quarters slowly. Do knocks. They've. If you take out the first three minutes of every quarter, they're probably six goals in front, because uh, that's really the only time Geelong have, have scored um, their five majors. So, look, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be big the first five minutes for, for Knox in his, yeah, in his fourth term. It, it, but geez, have they got the legs? That's going to be the question. It'll be a question of character as well, because if it's in a tight, close contest, let's say five minutes to go, and Geelong get their nose in front. Do Knox have the character, considering the tough season that they've had, to be able to say, it's not over, we can pull it out of the fireworks if well, Geelong when, get their nose in front at any stage? When you've had 10 goals kicked to the Blackburn end and you've had one, which was the luckiest goal you've ever seen, it was literally going to go out of bounds and then made a right-hand miraculous turn and went through for a goal. You've had 10 goals kicked to the left-hand side and you've had one kick to the right-hand side at the Dandenong's end and maybe, what, a handful of behinds, max. So... If Knox can actually kick two behinds and make it three scores for Geelong, that's probably going to... Like, I can't see them getting... Look, they may get a goal, but you probably... The issue is that every time you get the ball to, to the mouth of goal at the Dandenong's end, that last 20 metres is like 50 metres. Because it's, it's really exposed at that end because it sort of sits on the top of a hill. So it's going to make it difficult, but look... If count the behinds, that's all I'll say. Geelong have got to kick. I think Geelong have got to kick three goals to win the game, and and Knox. Look, the first five minutes, they've just got to they've just got to make sure they lock it down, and then they can perhaps release and maybe try and go after a goal. Around the ground scores three quarter time. Darabin fifteen six ninety six lead C for two two fourteen. Eastern Devils eight five fifty three lead St Kilda Sharks six three thirty nine. Going into the last? Going into the last all quarter. all same time today, aren't we? And I think St Kilda might be kicking with the breeze in that final quarter. So yeah. uh, that is uh, hold on to your seats. Finish.
We've still got the close one, though. Goal kickers at three-quarter time, Coxie. Four to Melissa Kais, who's been, well, the best on ground to, to this point. Rebecca Pierce also has a single. And then for Geelong, we've got two to Shapter, one to Cheryl De Groot, one to Michelle Fedley, and one to Rochelle Cranston. Sees Geelong 5-2-32, Knox 6-7-43. And we're back on the other side of this break on girlsplayfooty.com radio. I've been a lifeline volunteer for five years now. I became one after I came out the other side of a rough patch. I thought, well, people helped me and now things are good. So it's time to give something back. Thing is, with the training and skills that we get... It's really helped me in my own life with work and relationships. And I've made some great friends. I guess helping other people is... A great way to help yourself. Become a Lifeline volunteer and make a difference to people's lives, including yours. Call now or visit our website. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call in to the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley train station. I usually wear white. And I prefer black. Lately, we've been getting into orange. When you're wearing SES orange, you know you're making a difference. And you're learning great new skills. You'd be surprised how good you'll feel in orange. The Victoria State Emergency Service is recruiting volunteers now for a broad range of roles. Visit ses.vic.gov.au or call 1300 842 and find out if orange is right for you. Authorised by Victoria State Emergency Service Melbourne. Spoken by M. Reason A. Smallwood. Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. And welcome back to the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day here at uh, Schultz Reserve in Wonturner. It's Knox versus Geelong. Knox lead by 11 points to get us underway for the final quarter. Here's Matthew Cox. Thank you very much, Peter Holden. Light misty rain falling here at Schultz Reserve. 11 point lead to the Falcons. Head got the tap over the top of Boyd. Goes back in after the footy. And it's all wrapped up. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Still inside the centre circle. Back underway. Boyd with a tap. Jansen fires a handball off. Mithin gives it backwards. High looping kick now towards the centre wing. On the broadcast side. One bouncing over the boundary line and out of play in front of Woolworth. We'll get a boundary throw in. Centre wing. 11-point lead to the Falcons. Wallet got the handball away. Jansen in traffic, gets brought on the ground by head. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Still on the centre wing broadcast side. 6-7-43, plays 5-2-32. Umpire back underway. Boyd slaps it forward for the Magpies. Mithin goes in after it, under pressure from... Gives it off to Shafter. Shafter over the top. Paddled forward now for the Magpies. It's on the deck in dispute. Uh, forward playing out of sight. Handball given off now to Devonch. Goes inside 50 for Knox. Close to the boundary line. Papadopoulos goes in after it. So two there was Appleby. And a kick back into play. Boyd takes the mark. 20 out from her defensive goal. She'll go short to Woolett. Woolett takes the mark. Gives the handball off to a running Cranston. Collected it cleanly. High kick in towards centre-half forward. Getting back, though, and taking the mark there. I think it's Devont 
for Knox. Comes in. Goes out and then comes in again. High kick towards the centre wing. Jansen trying to go for it. Also there, Stora comes to the deck. Woolett. Keys, nice throw at the back. Kicks around the body and taking the mark there, Canuccio. Centre wing on the broadcast side. Canuccio looks up for an option. Good contest at centre half forward. But Appleby couldn't take it cleanly. And then Boyd wraps up. Head will get a ball up, half forward flank broadcast side. Umpire throws the ball up in the air, away we go again, one out by Boyd, Kais took it straight away, trying to get with the don't argue, got the hand pass away to Pierce. looking for a mark in the forward line! 20 metres out, it's Papadopoulos! And if she puts this one through, it'll go out to 17 points the difference. Say you what as well, there was a bit of swag when she went back for this shot at goal too, a bit of swag. In comes Papadopoulos, 25 out, and it looks good! And the stringer as well. They get around there, and all of a sudden it's 7-7-49 knocks, 5-2-32. That is the uh, Geelong, Geelong Magpies here on girlsplayfooty.com radio here at Schultz Reserve, one turner. As the rain starts to fall a little bit heavier now, and it's 17 points the margin. They'll need three goals, the Magpies, if they're to win. It's a bit heavier at the moment. Umpire, that the rain that is, gets us back underway in the middle. Boyd and head. Boyd got a fingertip to it. Push it forward though for Knox. Canuccio just socking it off the ground. Goladrovic gets involved. Shapter goes in after the footy for the Magpies. Ball on the deck in dispute. Whitaker chasing after it. Handball given off. Head over the top. Looks, and it'll be all wrapped up. Appleby will get a ball up. Half forward flank on the outer side for Knox, leading by 17 points. Early stages, final term. Pushed forward from Miffin. And then all wrapped up is DeBont. The umpire should call for it and does. Still inside the centre square. Back underway. Boyd with the tap. Miffin. Gave it to Shapter. Scrummy kick forward. Bouncing ball centering on the outer side. Jolly went down. Couldn't collect it cleanly. He's being pushed towards the boundary line on the outer side for the Magpies. And then it's all wrapped up. The umpire says, give it to me. I will ball it up. Knocks 7-7-49. Geelong 5-2-32. Back underway. Kuladrovic now in the rack. Got a tap down. Goes back in after the footy. Shapter also involved for the Magpies. We'll get another ball up though. All wrapped up. Centre wing still on the outer side. Umpire puts it into the air. Kuladrovic taps it straight down. Kais over the top. Knox get a passage of play. High kick towards the half forward flank on the outer side. Sliding in, taking the mark though. Williams for the Magpies. Wants to go back towards the congested side of the ground. Oh, Kais coming in, cutting it off at half back. Melissa Kais, the captain of the Knox Falcons. Is she just over 20 minutes away from their first victory of season 2016? It went across one bounce, picked up by Harrison. It kicked it around the corner towards the centre forward position. Rain coming down here at the moment. It's a light, misty rain. And the umpire's blowing the whistle. Head's down. Head is down. And... Yep, and, yeah, and call, call for the stretcher. Call for the stretcher straight away. Um, what was interesting to note, I guess, out of that, as soon as she hit the ground, is that even though play was going on and technically there wasn't a free kick there, he's just seen the situation straight away and gone, this is serious. Yeah, good umpiring. Stop, stop the game. 
because as much as there's four premiership points on the line, it compares nothing compared to someone's personal health. Yeah, that's correct, and went straight to get the mouth guard out of the mouth too. Uh, head in a bad way. He's played a very good game this afternoon, but uh, not in a good way at the moment on the deck. As uh, we wait for the stretcher to get out there, very slow jog with the stretcher. She she does look like she's conscious, which is a both, I suppose a positive. Both sides in their respective huddles. Uh, the one interesting thing, obviously, to note as well in football, the umpire stops play for stretcher in this series. The clock actually stops. Yep. So even though we normally have 25 minutes straight with no stops, in the case of a serious injury, uh, they do stop the clock. Uh, obviously, for common sense reasons, that it takes a while, and they need as much time as they can to get an injured person off the ground. Yep, and they're just setting up the stretcher as we speak. Seven seven forty nine Knox five two thirty two Geelong. But at the moment, that takes a back seat while we get uh, head Jamie head off off the ground. And you can see the Knox girls starting to actually run in their little huddle just to try and uh, keep warm and uh, and uh, keep positive uh, in this atmosphere. I guess for Geelong, it, it gives them an opportunity to try and. Um, try and reset their mindset because they've got the job to do. They've got, well, the Breeze has dropped again, but they've got three goals to try and make up, trailing 7-7 to uh, 5-2. So hopefully we'll have our technical issues sorted out shortly and hopefully we'll have uh, Daniel Hill back with us again. Having much luck there, Dan? No, he's not. Throw back the headsets, mate. You might be a bit easier that way, just to go and uh, sort that out. I think it should be fine. We just had that little feedback earlier. Yep, that's fine. We've got you there. Yeah, now with those headsets, if you want to uh, yes. jump back on, Dan. Jamie Head comes from me. the ground on the stretcher. Hey. I got you there. Have you got me now? I think we can hear you just. Just? Yep, we can hear you clear now. All right, beautiful. Yeah, it doesn't look good, but uh, she's coming off the ground now. Looks like one knee's up, so I think it might have been knee. And uh, gets a re- round of applause too as we're back underway on the outer side. And it's all wrapped up straight from the ruck contest. We'll get a ball up. Well, she is talking and conscious, so that's a handy thing as well. Yeah, she has tape on one of those knees as well, so... Not good, unfortunately, there for Jamie Head. Hopefully her side can go on and win this afternoon. They hold a 17-point lead. Back underway in the middle. Kolodrovic gets the tap. Mithin dispossessed. Ball on the deck. Kai's got stripped to the footy. Had to double back. Wants got the boundary. Kick around the body. Bouncing in front of Whitaker. In there, though, pushing it towards the boundary line is Knox. Shannon Knox for Geelong. And we'll get a boundary throw in. Centre wing on the outer side. Here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Callum O'Connell's all over it, and he'll be speaking to Dan Hill in just a moment's time as uh, Kolodrovic had it, put it straight down the throat there of Kais. It went towards the half-forward flank position. Bit of a bump there, came with the football, then drove it long in towards the uh, 435. Papadopoulos sold the candy. Papadopoulos got knocked over as she tried to get a kick away, and it's away to the right-hand side. And even three goals the difference. 7-8-50 knocks. 5-2-32 is uh, the Geelong Magpies. And I thought I saw a head out there, so who was that on the stretcher? Uh, we'll just Appleby. Find... Appleby. Appleby. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. My apologies. Because they both wear the headband. A pur- purple headband at that as McLean goes towards the halfback flank on the outer side. Bouncing ball close to the boundary line. Jansen got dispossessed. Kai sends it back inside attacking 50, but the kick goes out on the full. And the free kick will go the way of Mithin in the back pocket out of side for the Magpies. They trail by 18 points. 5-2-32. Play 7-8-50.
And uh, at this ground, modern football, modern local football, we've got one light and it's in the car park. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you get out of here safely. As the umpire blows the whistle, as Shaft accidentally ran out of bounds trying to find some space to get her kick. So uh, we'll have a throw in on the outer side. And uh, wait for the ball to come back. I don't know. I just look at Geelong at the moment. Uh, a bit flat. Yeah, flat's the word I'm thinking about. Yeah. There's no. They need a bit of leadership out there. Someone to rev them up. Whether it be a big tackle or a big booming kick. Maybe we crash on the ball. They need something to fire them up just to get their wheels in motion. She doesn't That's, look like she's on the ground at the moment Kula, either. Kuladrovic brought the ball to ground. Guys tries to go in there as well. Close towards the boundary line. Canuccio. There momentarily, spun out of it. There's Cranston, got the hand pass out. That's better. Got it back to Shannon Knox. Got it to her teammate and put it on the left boot in the walls. The Goldor, Shield Groot, had it, then dropped it off the chest. In goes Jansen as well. She couldn't hang on to it. Taylor Gordon fights in hard for it. In goes Kai's ball in a China shot, trying to bury her way through. Hand pass to Mikkelvina. Got it out the side. Team that kicked the bond. Long and high. Pump it up. Ellis one bounce. It got away from her. And we'll have a throw in. 30 oh, metres out from goal. She's, every time she gets anywhere new, she's a bit like Cranston. She's not as big as Cranston and not as commanding as Cranston, but, geez, when the ball hits the ground or there's a bouncing ball in front, there's those players that they just seem to run three times as quick. Just over that 10 metres. Boundary throw in. Boyd slaps it down. Jansen gave the handball straight back to her. Mithin involved too. Clearing kick oh, now well, from McLean. A high ball. Dangerous. Bouncing in front of Shapter. Who collects it cleanly on the half-back flank. Out of sight, a high what kick in the Federley direction. Out too. <laughs> Federley able to collect it. Runs away from an opponent. Goes inside attacking 50 oh, with the kick. Well Good punch from the back. Ended up in the hands of the Groot. The Groot snaps. Bouncing in the goal square. Sits yes. favourably. That's a goal to Geelong. Cheryl DeGroote popped that down for a second of the afternoon. That's one of those unfortunate moments where McKenna's punch was almost too good. She she perfectly spoiled it. She hit the middle of the ball and it just fell straight to DeGroote. And I'll tell you what, DeGroote is one of those players who she marked that, almost dropped the mark in the middle of the ground, almost created a goal going back the other way. And then as soon as it comes forward, she gets a goal out of almost nothing. So Girls, a huge, huge goal. Girlsplayfooty.com, Radio Tilts Reserve, one turn. We're back next Sunday, 1.30pm for Darabin and Eastern Devils at Mulgrave Reserve. The umpire throws the ball up in the air. Away we go again. Kladrovic now kicks it in towards uh, the centre of the ground. Oh, slipping over the last second wings. Went without the football. In goes Butcher. She can't extract it. Watching on his Woolard. Cranston tries to put her head over the ball. Kladrovic now gets caught. And the umpire says no problem. Will go for a ball up. Still in the centre of the ground. It is a two goal lead to Knox over Geelong. Plenty of time left of the match. Boyd knocked it down. Trying to get a hurry kick away is Cranston. Oh, well, Lost well. it. Picked up by Jolly. Goes towards head. Takes a mark. Head and dangerous. And a half forward. Looking at the Papadopoulos direction. Ignored the lead. She wants to go back. She's thinking about the wind up. She's taking a long time. The umpire said play on. Puts it on 15 metres out. Oh, 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 taking back there is Tuck. Tucker now gets on the left oh. boot. Cranston got edged underneath the football by Jolly. Close towards the boundary line. Kept in as Canuccio, in fact. Canuccio, head pass into no man's land. Centre wing position. Tabont goes in there. Mithin over around the football. 
jumping it is Harrison, in goes Woollett, got dispossessed, to ball on the right, long and high towards the forward line, Papadopoulos from behind, oh. Nicolvina at the top of the pack, ball hit the ground, McLean goes in oh, there, trying to get the hurried ball to Williams, no Williams one wants got it. the ball, ball on the deck, Kais goes in as well, she's wrapped up by Shannon Knox, oh. call for a ball. That was a classic situation, <laughs> two other Knox players looked up, they saw Mel Kais and said, she always gets these. I'll just leave it for her. Kai said, get it for me. 12-point lead to the Falcons. Kuladrova got it straight to Kai's and up and under oh, kick. will fall dangerous. into the lap of McLean. Half-back flank out of side. McLean high ball towards the centre wing. Looking for Cheryl DeGroot. Popped out of her hand. And all wrapped up there will be Boff. And oh, she's pinned for holding the footy. Oh, that's red hot. Free kick to go the way of Williamson. Centre wing on the outer side for the Magpies. They load up towards and half forward. Cranston oh, spoiled Boyd. Mithen then dumped oh. into the turf. And the umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Centre half forward for the Magpies, trailing by 12 points. I reckon we're about halfway through this final term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And as the ball hit the ground, Kai's just overran it then, trying to jump involved was Jansen. She couldn't extract it. Kai's once again goes to pick it up. Daffy in there, puts on the tackle. Kai's gets the hand pass out. Canuccio gets dumped. Umpire said oh, without the ball. Good crowd decision. The crowd will be on that one. <laughs> Canuccio now with the footy. She's at centre-half back. Decides to work it sideways to the pocket. Oh, a bit of waxing football. I'm not sure this is the go. Oh. Going backwards to McKenna. Oh, Nervous time. Safest, Score on the pocket as she goes there. The Decides to go with a floating oh. kick. That's not good. Cheryl group came by. Put the fist in. Saw the ball go over the boundary line and out of bounds. They're getting nervous. 35 oh, metres out from the Geelong goal. Knocks lead Geelong by Two goals. 7 8 50. The 6 2 38. Oh, I'm oh. a pair of undies. That's how, that's how <laughs> it's going. Kick, clearing kick came the way for the Magpies, bouncing in the forward pocket. Broadcast side will be seen over and out of play by Gordon. I don't think Knox can perfect their little chip around in the back line routine. Their safest bet is just get it forward at all costs. We very congested forward area for the Magpies. Boyd and Kuladrovic. Kuladrovic with a tap. Kais has three to beat. Came off hands to Cranston. Bouncing ball. Merges in favour. That's Jolly in the back pocket on the oh, outer side. Kick. A high kick in the Magpies' oh! direction. Takes it. Plays on. Kick around the body. Now, with McLean has Canuccio to beat. And then in support, the Falcons able to work it towards centre. Forward. Oh! Oh, look at this swag. I'm having a shot, she says. Takes the mark at centre-half forward for Knox. This to push it out to three goals. Head moving to the goal square. That's smart. As this, she's not having a shot really here, Papadopoulos. She's on the clock. No chance of getting the journey. She's just stuck clock. Too smart. She will be kicking from about 40 out. Comes in, right foot drop, punt. Doesn't oh. too bad. Oh, yes, across what? the face. Oh. She smashed it. That's the quickest run-up I've ever seen. It's like she was a fast bowler when she kicked that. <laughs> I'd be wearing a helmet facing that. <laughs> but importantly... That, that went through post-high. Importantly, that means Geelong need three goals to hit the front because it's now 13 points the difference. 7-9-51 to 6-2-38 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Here's the kick in from fullback. They nearly spoiled each other there, but Maguire took the mark on the halfback flank for the Magpies. 
Decides to go with a chip kick. It's dangerous. Front posse there. Williams dropped it. Kai's went in. Alpine said in the back against Kai's. Going the way of Jansen. No one on the mark. Jansen decides to play on. Get on the left boot. Goes to the pack. Boyd sets herself. Spoiled by her own teammate. Cranston again. No talk. Cranston kicked it around the corner. Looking in the federally direction. And the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. That's the second time it's happened. Cranston and Boyd. No talk. And Cranston has spoiled Boyd. They've got to figure it out, what's going on, who's going up, who's staying down. Boundary throw in, half forward flank, broadcast side for Geelong, trailing by 13 points. Boyd gets the tap, Cranston roving, kick smothered from Harrison, back on the deck, up and under kick out there from DeBont, doesn't go the distance, Mithen goes in after the footy in there too is Dulce. I'd say the best bet is Boyd's the one that goes to the mark, let Cranston stay down because she can boot it long, you want to feed it to her quickly. Kulodrovic gets a big fist forward, Canuccio hovering, Kai's coming through, gets a scrummy oh, kick away, Dulce gets a high kick, McElvina coming across, also there mopping up Williams just gets boots a ball taking the mark and deciding to play on Woolett goes inside attacking 50 Federley has two to beat and it's bounced out of play there by McKenna Dan you're within you're within earshot of the timekeepers you might want to have a sneaky little peek about how long's left to go in this match I want the suspense to roll on He's, None of this. We're doing the, the dip two grand final. You we are pro five-minute warning on Girls <laughs> Play Footy Radio. Ball is oh, oh, an ordinary throw in. The umpire says you're going to have to throw it in again because it just went straight up and straight back down. Nearly hit the boundary umpire on the head. We'll throw it in 30 metres out from the Geelong goal. 13-point lead to Knox. Looking for their first win of season 2016. Kordrovic had it, punched it forward. It was taken straight away by Williamson, but she was caught, so ball up. Away we go again. Boyd won it. Cool. Kai's. Oh. oh no, she's gone. Put it out of bounds Not on the full. Such a bad result, though. First mistake of the day there from Kai's. But what, 60 out? But guess who's got it? Mithen, and she's usually a smart user of the football. Mithen puts it in towards the hot spot. Boyd came coming afterwards. Pack form. Big crunch. Kuladrovic got the curry kick out of there. Shannon Knox goes to the football. She can't pick it up. Head over at Mickelvina trying to shovel it out. Head oh, got ripped off the football. Umpire's throwing the no, whistle away. Kanichi goes in. She can't pick it up. And the umpire now comes in and calls for the ball up. Between centre-half forward and centre, Geelong attacking to the left of your radio dial. Knox lead by 13 points. And the Magpies, I reckon, have only led for five minutes in this game this afternoon too. Kulodrovic tries to get a hurry kick. It's in the centre circle. McLean collects it. Handball over the top to Mithen. Running backwards. Now swings around on her right. Almost cut off from the Falcons. It's on the deck. In dispute. Half forward flank on the outer side. Harrison a hurried handball over the top. Close to the boundary line. Daffy picks it up for the Magpies. Centering ball. Top of the goal square. Goes through the hands of Lucy De Groot. Still in play. Have they rushed it? No. no it's, it and the Magpies still have it all. Would have been a throw. Oh, the umpires judged accordingly. Free kick to go the way of Knox. That is the definition of Johnny on the spot. He was about a yard away. No, the signal point. The signal point. Okay, fair enough. So Probably a better result, really. It, oh. oh, it's two goals. The difference is close towards the pocket. Kai's manages to get the ball back. Smothered by Shannon Knox. Ball hit the ground. Tough footy in there at the moment. And the umpire says he'll call for a ball up. Oh, no. 
that almost came crashing down from the kick in. Oh, almost yeah. kicked it out of bounds on the full prize. Cool head. She just managed to get a hand on it and keep it in play. Ball up in the air and it hit the ground straight away. And the umpire's going to come in and call for another ball up. It's exactly two goals the difference. 7-9 lead, 6-3. Knox leading Geelong. Deep inside the Geelong forward line. Boyd won it. Tackle laid on there by Mithodon Stora. And the umpire sets himself again for another ball up. In the forward pocket on the broadcast side. 7-9-51, play 6-3-39. Back underway, Mithen and Kyes. Kyes gets all wrapped up. Plenty of time remaining. That's all I'm going to say. Ball up. Kulodrovic not willing to share there. Daniel Cranston trying to beat three and then gets pinged for holding the footy. And she's not happy about it. My rough guess is about six, seven minutes. A 25-metre penalty given. Your rough guess would be pretty accurate, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Plenty of time. At least six minutes to go. So the Falcons have been moved into the centre. Papadopoulos gives the handball off. High kick towards the centre wing. It's into space. Magpies with the numbers. Canuccio gets cut off. Shafter coming through. Gets a kick to Daffy on the half-forward flank on the outer side for the Magpies. They trail by 12 points in the final term. A high kick inside attacking 50. This there from McKenna. Sees the ball. No, didn't go out of play. Has to go back in after it. McKenna, now it does. Boundary throw in forward pocket on the outer side for the Magpies, who are 6-3-39. They trail Knox 7-9-51 on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Baker into defence. Well, everyone into defence apart from Papadopoulos now for Knox. It's just everyone back. Kuladrovic to Kais, but her kick was intercepted by Shapter up against the boundary line. Her kick, though, is out of bounds uh, on the full. Probably not a good result. Free kick going the way of the Knox Falcons and the bounty umpire is calling for it back oh I, what hang on boot? is it touched off the boot she's having a chat there yes, yes. touched off the boot according now to now they've got to react here because she's going to throw it in straight away yep the players weren't set for it but the bounty umpire is taking her time Big heave back into play. Kuladrovic wins out. Kai's first to it. Caught in a traffic jam. Tackle laid on there by Shafter. Umpire asks for the football back. Getting dark here at Schultz Reserve. Two goal lead to Knox. Falcon poor old Boyd on the head. Trying to get a hurry kick away was Daffy. Was taken by Kai's, who just kicked it up the line. Was looking for space. And over time, we'll have a throw in. (laughs) 45 metres out from goal for Geelong. Two goal lead to Knox. Can they hang on? Tell you what, coming into this weekend, I, I thought yesterday would have been our close game. Knox have done extremely well this afternoon. It's on the deck in dispute. Half forward flank out of side. Magpies had it momentarily. Cranston hovering. Mithen goes in after it. Fired the handball out. Paddled towards the boundary line and is seen out of play by Harrison. We'll get a boundary throw in. And the Magpies starting to get urgent now. They know the urgency. As it's thrown back into play. Going in after it, Federley couldn't feed it out. And then the umpire says, give it to me, I will ball it up. And, of course, the $50 Rimmel Sport voucher. Think of the gentleman who it's going to. We'll get Dan Hill to get the song and hopefully the player here to have a chat after the match. that's too hard to work out, is it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. Oh, oh take it out of the pack by Cranston. It's across the face. It's an vital point. Because if they can get too straight, they pinch it. 6-4-40, Geelong Magpies. 7-9-51, Knox. Here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And a crucial kick out. Must find a target. 
or must go long to a pack and hopefully it goes out. Now she goes long and hide. Boyd sets herself. It was knocked out of her hands. Cheryl DeGroote looking for a mark. Ball passed away. Knocked out the hair pass. Fenley kick was oh, smothered in the goal square. In goes Shannon Knox again. Oh. Fenley umpire calls for a ball up. They could have raffled it. They could have raffled At the top of the goal square. Kuladrovic brought the ball to ground. Pack forms. Burns went out the back. Left foot up. Left 35 up. out from goal. Shrugged off one. Wallet on the left. It's going away to the left. It's no good. It's a minus score. Nervous time. 6-5-41. Knocked. Uh, Jalon Magpies. Knocked. 7-9-51. 10 points in it. Couple of minutes left at Schultz Reserve. With a bit of drizzle. Here too. Another pivotal kick into oh. play. They look for Kaiser. Fennelly oh. oh. takes the intercept mark. Kick around the body is good. Oh dear. Oh boy. Oh boy. Four, go long. Four point lead to the Falcons. 7-9-51. Geelong 7-5-47 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. There's got to be a couple of minutes left. The question is, do you flood? Do you flood? They already are. Just keep going. We've got the we've got the crowd mic up as well because if Knox win, the crowd are going to go bonkers. Four points, the difference. You can hear the crowd yelling out a minute to go. It must be something like that. What a finish. Grandstand finish here at Schultz Reserve. Away we go again. Kula Drovic wins it. Kai's got ball over. Got a kick away on the left. And Mark will help him out. Set a half forward for Knox. Ball hits the ground. Mithic oh, goes in. Caught tackle. by Nickelvina. Going nowhere. Ball up favours Knox. 35 out from Knox's goal. The oh. Falcons lead by four points. And Mithic threw it back to the umpire. And the umpire just walked past it. Centre half forward for the Falcons. Four-point lead. Can't be long left. Umpire gets us underway. Kuladrovic missed it. McIlvainer all wrapped up. Tries to feed the handball out to DeBond. A scrummy kick in towards the forward pocket on the broadcast side. Papadopoulos goes to the deck. Wraps up her opponent. Coming in over the top. Woolett. Umpire calls for it. Five metres in from the boundary line. We will get a ball up inside the forward 35 for the Falcons. 7-9-51 to 7-5-47. Boyd, the tap. Cut off from Kai's. Mithin getting involved. Got stripped of the footy. Call the in there. She goes in after it. She's on the deck. And the umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. Hooter in hand. Could this be it? The crowd microphone is up. You'll hear the moment. The siren goes. Ball up in the air. Kuladrovic versus Boyd. Kai's went over the top of it. Ball hit the ground. Kuladrovic goes in again. Beeston's there as well. Ball on the deck. We're going to call for yet another ball up. Almost full time here at Schultz Reserve. Here's the countdown. Up in the air it goes. Boyd versus Kuladrovic. Kai's caught high. Free kick. No ball up. It's over! The umpire, I don't think, has heard the siren. They haven't heard the blown the whistle yet, but the crowd's run on the ground. He's blown the whistle now. Knox Falcons, their first win of 2016. 7-9-51. Geelong Magpies, 7-5-47. What a great effort from the Falcons. What a great effort. And they are absolutely ecstatic out there. There's water flying left, right and centre. Yeah, good on them. Good on them. And good sportsmanship as well there. Shaking hands after the game. Obviously, Geelong not happy at all. The rain getting a little heavier, but it was pretty fitting that Kai's finished up with a ball in her hands, getting basically dumped on her back as the siren went. So, yeah, great game of footy. And, look, I think they deserved it in the end, Knox. Geelong just didn't quite 
They just didn't bring their A game today. There were a couple of times through the day they just looked flat. They yeah, just didn't. They, they being in the final quarter, they just didn't. Something was missing. They, they couldn't get the ball in the hands of their best players often enough, whereas Kai's probably had... Jeez, I reckon I lost count. But, gee, they, they did enough knocks, and, and the injection of those new players definitely had its, had its impact. They and, might sing the song there. You might, you might need to grab the microphone and tail them because they might sing the song out there. So uh, they're doing the cheers. you got the microphone. I think Melissa Kais has got the $50 Rebel Sport voucher when she comes to chat to us. There was, was there any doubt today? Yeah, you can hear the bit of raise going out there. If they sing it in the rooms, we'll have it for you on the microphone. You'll be able to hear it on girlsplayfooty.com. Now they're going to do it out in the middle of the ground. And I think they're just going to... I'm not sure they quite know where to sing it because they just. this is their first win of 2016. They, you just can't wipe the grin off their face. For them, it's been a very long season, hasn't it been, Cox? We might be at round 12. They've been early days on the end of some frightful hidings. And uh, they, it looked like they were going to blow it at one stage. They've hung on for grim death. 7-9-51 to 7-5-47 in the end. For Geelong... Uh, Heartbreaking loss for them. They, they touched up Knox earlier in the year at Skilled Stadium with a, a big 100-point-plus victory. Today, they just couldn't find the fire in the belly in the final quarter to get over the line. They fall four points short. You can see they're coming off the ground now. It's, it's, look, they're, they're absolutely ecstatic, and they've got good reason to be because I think a lot of people are starting to say that it was going to be a very long season for them. And I remember Katie Lambeski a couple yeah. of weeks ago on the broadcast said they just need to keep getting these little wins here and there, and it's paid off today. They led for a majority of the game. Here they come off the ground to rapturous applause. You'll hear the theme song as well. Dan Hill is in there. He's going to grab the song for you. They're going to be singing it loud and proud. We'll catch for the post-game interview, Melissa Kyes, who won our player of the day today. What a game. In goes Dan Hill. He's got the uh, effects mic as well, which is fantastic. So... Just put, turn it up and turn it on. Yep. Here we go. Here's the song. You're hearing it on girlsplayfooty.com radio. 7-9-51, defeated 7-5-47. Knox win. Breaking up a bit in there, but I think you can get the gist of it. The Knox Falcons winners today. First win of season 2016. First win in the VFL women's competition. 7-9-51. St. Kilda two points. Oh, oh by geez. goodness. What a day of football. What an unbelievable day of football. Let's, uh, yeah, if that's the final score, unbelievable. We thought we had the close one. That's a close one in the context of the final third versus fourth. This one, you could say for uh, the football romantics out there yeah. who were just hoping that the bottom side would finally get that magic one. And, and how fitting it is to be at, on the home deck too in front of their home supporters who at- were up and about at the end. Dan Hill emerges from the room looking slightly injured. <laughs> Dan Hill, what on earth happened in there? 
There was some kind of punch on. No. <laughs> no. no, they they had the, the words up for the song because obviously they had the ring-ins today. Yeah, so yeah. that was quite smart. Um, no, and they they had... Uh, this is the girl that went off with the, the ninja. They had Dana Appleby in the yeah. song. She's crying in worlds of pain. I think it is a knee. Um, yeah, I was I was going to grab Melissa Kyes, but I thought, let them soak it up. It's their first win of the year. Yeah. Let them have a five or ten, and then we'll go and grab her. Well, well yeah, we'll give her five minutes, and then we'll see if we can... Uh, either that or one of her friends can grab Melissa Kyes when she's got a spare moment to come on out and have a chat with us on girlsplayfooty.com. But as we said, we think it was two points St Kilda. We're just going yep. to check the details over the Eastern Devils in I'm, that game. I'm a legendary tipster, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you... <laughs> I tip first. I go for St Kilda, surely you follow you, you'll learn from that <laughs> what what a game of football yep that well that's it's got here as live so they haven't officially posted this final but i think it's final um nine seven sixty one to nine five fifty nine yeah must have been the final quarter breeze down by the bay at uh, st kilda sharks and that puts the devils in the hot seat the devils are one win ahead of diamond creek and technically, Diamond Creek could jump them next week because Diamond Creek play Knox, but hey, Knox here today could, you know, cause a boil over. Um, while for the Devils, they've got Darabin at uh, at home, which is going to be no easy task. They took it up to them for a half that game at Coburg, but then got blown out of the water in the second half. Now, how many have we got left? About uh, six, I think. Yeah, oh, so five now. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So six rounds. Yeah. And everyone plays every round. There's none of this buy rubbish. Yeah, yeah. yeah everyone plays everyone once. Awesome. Twice. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, look, that's that is an eight, a good old fashioned eight pointer. Um, but as we've seen, there can just be games dropped when it's unexpected. So you need to keep uh, fronting up each week and making sure you beat who's in front of you. Puts. Well, but this is interesting, and this is the old I hate this no time on rule. They actually got out to an eight point. Lead lead. Uh, there was three goals in a row in the, this, that quarter, and they all came at 17, 19, and 21 minute marks. McWilliams, Harris, and Davey. And then Sarah Darcy dragged it back to two points the difference at 24 minutes and 23 seconds. Game over. Which would have mean ball back to the... Because the stupid no time on rule, ball back to the middle, pss, doesn't matter. Mm. Which we saw in the finals of the last uh, few years. That, I, I'm a big... I know because we've got amateur timekeepers, they don't want to do the proper AFL stop-start for every ball up and the ball goes out of bounds, etc. But surely they can at least progress the time-on rule to be... for Not only, obviously, with the injuries, which is common sense, but when there's goals. A goal's an easy one. As soon as it goes through, everyone knows, right, that's a goal. It, 30, if you kick five goals in a quarter, that's about two and a half minutes of play. So you're not going to be finishing too late, but you're still getting you know, a valuable 10, 12 minutes of game time back. And it puts the uh, the Muggers win yesterday in extreme context too, doesn't it? That percentage booster to get in front of the Sharks. So at the moment, that means uh, two and a half games clear Darabin on top of the table. Second will be Melbourne Uni on percentage ahead of St Kilda. Both of them are now, no percentage, but a game and a half ahead of the Eastern Devils. So they're starting to start to cement their spot. The Eastern Devils sit fourth but only a game ahead of Diamond Creek, where on Diamond Creek's form, you would say they can't get in, but how many years in the past have we written Diamond Creek off and then all of a sudden when it comes August, oh, let's get our skates on and they make they a late... something. Yeah, they especially, make... Especially with all the players, if they do come back, there's some experience to come back into that Diamond Creek side. They need them back. We know they won't be getting back Loins or Audley, but they, or Hetherington, but they need Jurea back. They need Ernst back in the side. Um, and I think Haynes hopefully will be back 
coming from a hip injury. But, yeah, they need everyone that they can get. But, um, well, you know, tight season. It certainly is. And focusing on today's game, too, it's great now that every side in the first season of the VFL women's has got a win on the board. And a bit of history the last two weeks for us. We called the draw and called Knox's first win. Indeed. Um, oh, you it, would have thought after we came out, who, who was it last time? You've been out here another yeah, time. Yeah, we, we know, came out for the Spurs game. Yeah, and they got blown out of the water there. And that was the only time you've come out here? But the you, only you time. have done Knox another time. Yeah, uh, yeah, we did Knox versus um, Seaford, Seaford at, at Seaford. Sandringham. At, at Sandringham, Sandy, Sandy, that's right. a neutral venue. Mm-hmm. But you just look today and you go, you know, there's a little bit of hope for them. Yes, I mean, I mean, some may say, what can you pick away because of the ring-ins? But, you know, hopefully them winning with ring-ins, it might also hopefully try and get these girls that are playing Div 1, Div 2 type football, who at the moment, they're playing at their clubs, a bit like Deanna Berry played in Brooklock and played Montmorency, because they've got their friends there, but hopefully it tries and says to those better players, come on, you really should be coming up and playing VFL football. And not only that, they played a a much more attacking style of footy this afternoon. I think that's the most encouraging thing for Knox is that the brand of footy that they played today to get the win was not what we've seen when we've covered them in the last two matches. We saw a bit of it in that last term against Seaford, but today it was real aggression taking the game on, um, and I think that's the, the best possible the best uh, possible result for, for Knox, that they can get that encouragement, and that they led for the game all but five minutes, I think. Yeah, it was, uh, and, that, and that was only in the second quarter as well, and they managed to get it back because the scores were level, and they uh, got back a point and, and well, got what, it in front. Was a one point lead at half time in favour of Knox. And as we said, it was going to be a question of character as well. If Geelong were getting close, could they hold on? Because, you know, if you're still having one, you haven't really learned how to win. And the, our, yeah. our player of the day led from the front, didn't she? From the word go. go. And you, you could sense, as soon as she started to get her hands on the footy and you could see the intent from her, that set up the game for the, the Falcons. And I think what helps as well, again, with, with these players that are coming in, like Stora, that can help in the middle, and Boff that's been in there as well, there's extra players to rotate through the middle, so Melissa doesn't have to feel like she has to play all day in the middle. Well, we saw it coming out of the goal square early in the game, round half back. She was here, there, and everywhere this afternoon for the for the Falcons. And as we talk, our uh, Rebel Sport Player of the Day today, the captain of the Knox Falcons, in uh, Melissa Kaiser. He's got a bit of a shiner as well, just to have a <laughs> souvenir for the day. Uh, Melissa, has it sunk in yet? Finally, the four points for Knox. Oh, uh, semi sunk in. I mean, you know, obviously we're going to celebrate tonight, but. Yeah, it was, it's been a long time coming. We've worked really, really hard. It's been a tough season, and I'm really glad that it's pulled off today. You battered and bruised. Yeah. At some stages, we thought there were three of you out there today. You, yep. you really did play an amazing game and kicked four, four goals. <laughs> 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 but a great effort from you in what has been a, a tough season. Yeah, it has been a tough season. But, you know, focus on the positives and, you know, just try and you know, improve as much as we can week in, week out as individuals and then as a team. And obviously that's pulled off today with a win. But what was sent to by Clint to the girls at three-quarter time? You're 11 points up. You haven't been in this position before. Yeah. Was it more a case of being calm? What, what, what was the message? Yeah, definitely. There were a fair few girls that were just really, really excited and um, we had to pull them in and 
there was an injury there with one of our players going down and I just had to pull everyone in and just try and calm them down because they're just so excited obviously you know thinking it's quite possible we might you know we might come away with a win today so it was just calming them down and um, going back to our game plan. In the games that we've seen this year this one was slightly different from the Falcons in terms of tactics he seemed to take the the game on is that something that you've been working on the last couple of weeks? Yeah we've had a few ruck uh, coaches come in and then also a few forward coaches come in as well and just to play a little bit more aggressive instead of you know trying to play a little bit defensive it wasn't really working for us it works to some extent but obviously you know attacking is was definitely our goal today also as well what does it mean to have uh, some of these vwfl players coming up into the side look at boff today was great putting in an effort jolly worked hard as well farmer storer what does it mean for them to be able to rotate the midfield and at the same time give you a little bit of a break as well yeah definitely it's a great experience for the young ones coming up um obviously their goal is and their careers is to obviously make AFL eventually, a few of those players. And they're working really, really hard outside of training and stuff like that. So to get them to get that sort of experience in this sort of level is just obviously a positive for Knox. Going forward from here, obviously a big win. Everyone's celebrating over there. But how do you try and garner that now to have a strong end of the year? Oh, look, we'll go, we'll go and we'll celebrate and then we'll go back to training on the Tuesday. We'll recover tomorrow. Um, and, yeah, just to regroup, go through the footage, obviously... You know, obviously celebrate it, but at the same time get back to our our game plan and our structures and make sure we go again. Do you reckon you can rattle any more feathers in the back half of the season? Look, you'd like to hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Even if we're really competitive, that's a win for us. Uh, Obviously, four points are important, but being competitive right now is our main focus. And just before we let you go, two names that we want to mention, probably the most difficult names to mention, but we'll mention them (laughs) anyway. Kuladrovic, great in the ruck today, and Papadopoulos moved into the forward line in that final quarter really gave you a target to go to was creating trouble down there yeah definitely um yeah our, our, so she's our ruckman um so she's been working really really hard um she's only 18 years old um so just working at training to get her tap right her jump right because she just came through basketball and stuff like that so her her jump's a little bit different and then also with uh, Cass she's a soccer player so trying to use her strengths and becoming a lot more attackive just getting her confidence back up well, Melissa, thank you very much for joining us here on GirlsPlayFooty.com Radio. You're the Rebel Sport Player of the Day. You get the $50 Rebel Sport voucher. Congratulations. Enjoy the win. Soak it up. Four-point winners today. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. That's Dutchy Melissa Kai joining us here on GirlsPlayFooty.com Radio. The winner of the $50 voucher. Caked in mud, but she doesn't care because she's won a fantastic game. And look after that shiner as well. A bit of a souvenir from today. Today, the final score, 7951 to 7547. Knocks over the Geelong Magpies. You know... Isn't it funny? It's like it's a bit like in cricket, as they always say. When you have a difficult catch and you've got a big bruise on your hand, it's like when you take the catch, nah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the bruise. I took a great catch. If you drop it, then it stings that little more. And I think it's the same with a shiner. If you lost today and you got a shiner, it's a bit of a dirty day. But if you got a shiner and you won a game, it's like, nah, it's a bit of a souvenir. We had a win today. So. And, and credit yeah. to it, too, because that happened in the opening passage of play, that yeah. uh, that incident. Yeah. So for her to come back on and still be as attacking as ever for the foot, it's, it's incredible. Leading from the front. And again, you know, I think I think a few people are walking around here almost in shock. I mean, um, on two sides, very quiet out of the Geelong Magpies room. For them today, they'd look at that going. They would have expected to pick up their second win of the season today. So for them, a bit of shock. On the Knox front, I think a few of them are walking around going... Do we actually win today? How? How? Did, did we win? <laughs> you know, and, you know, for them, it, it's fantastic. And I think it helps them out when they look at, at the year, uh, when the season's completed, even if it's their only win for the year. 
um, it, it, if they went through the year winless, they would have gone, oh, do we really want to play in this VFL competition? Because they've had a win, and they've used it, even the ringings, are, you know, they're not super-duper special players. They're big part players in the VWFL. Because they've had to win, they can now look and go, go, okay, we've won one game. We know we can win at this level. Now we now to look at making the next step. It, it sets a foundation, doesn't it? Yeah. And, you know, we were, we were trying to find the silver lining for Knox, you know, when a we... A few first, weeks ago. Yeah, 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 when we covered them, even against the Spurs, yeah. we, we were scratching our heads thinking, mm, where, where do they sort of sit in the overall scheme of things going forward? But today brings that foundation that they desperately needed. They've got a bit of confidence back, a bit of happiness now through the group. They'll hopefully begin enjoying playing footy again. You'd love to be a fly on the wall of their training session during the week. I mean, you know, when you've had to show up at, after pre-season training and 12 rounds in a row where you've lost, you know, you could be pretty flat. Now, after round 12, you could actually go out to tr- after a training session on the back of, hey, we won a game, yep. you know. And to be honest, they'll look at Diamond Creek as much as Diamond Creek were last year's grand finalists. They'll see Diamond Creek won one last week, well, yesterday, yesterday. should I say, and they'll be looking at that going, you can only dream. Yeah. You can, you know, who knows? We, you never know, you're lucky in a big city. We, yeah. Where's that being played? Is that here? Uh, or? I'm not too sure. I think it might be up at Diamond Creek, maybe. CT Barling. So that is quite a larger oval. But you yeah. never know what could happen. If, yeah, you if, know. if Diamond Creek come out with the same attitude that they came out with yesterday, which you'd hope that they don't, but yeah. if they came out with that and Knox play the way they played today, anything's possible. And as well, I mean, Knox kicked four goals in a, in a heavy loss against Melbourne Union. I think four goals in a heavy loss against Darabin. Um, if they are able to, if they lost against Diamond Creek, but they're able to kick five or six goals, at least they're able to go, OK, we're kicking more goals, we're getting on the scoreboard, we've got to win, there's some forward momentum happening here. Yeah, that, that's the, the, the little wins that they're having, and that's what uh, Melissa just uh, spoke about then, that uh, just to keep doing the the right things, getting it right and uh, setting it up for the future. Meanwhile, as we said, losses today, I think it was a 100-point loss to uh, Seaford against uh, Darabin. They'll be disappointed after they got out of the blocks well to uh, go down, but I guess for Seaford they'll be looking at this season going they got out of the blocks well. They're just running out a bit of steam in the second half. Yeah, it was sort of what we expected. I mean, they, they obviously were, were up and about for a few weeks and, and hoping, you know, there was a glimmer of hope that they could make finals. But, yeah, I think what's happening is what was expected. And, of course, as we said, St Kilda, two-point winners over the Eastern Devils. St Kilda, the great get-out-of-jail job. They were down by a couple of goals and then goals at the 17, 19 and 21-minute mark pulled one out of the fire on their home deck. Yeah. And it'll be on the videotape as well. So just <laughs> quietly, they might be having a look at that one back tonight. Just <laughs> yeah. going, yep, we'll just savour that one in. That's a good one to cover. Although they, they do do that a bit, kick goals late in games. They, they uh, In fact, both sides are a little like that. Remember, St Kilda pinched it late against the Devils in the final round last year to knock yeah, them out of the final. It finals. seems to be a really common trend. That, that, is, that is one of those rivalries now in footy that has just been developed out of playing each other. It's not... Yeah, it's not necessarily an old school rivalry or you know it's not a Dymo versus Darabin where it's been built in grand finals it's just that every time they play each other it's a tight tussle and I can't I, I think there was one game last year where it might have been a blowout 
but gee, they were because they played each other three times. But gee, they were smarting after. It was almost you lose by a point, you, you sort of oh, a bit of anger. Yeah, it, and you it, lose by ten yeah, goals, you want to it, kill someone. It was the fir- it was the first out of the three games they played. Lloyd Belshaw's last game as coach, yes. and he was done after that. Then it was a then it was a case that the Devils beat St Kilda in the end. St Kilda were hanging off a grim life because they lost all their bench in the game at Glen Waverley. That's right. Yep. And then St Kilda knobbed them by five points to knock them out of the finals in the last round at the Peanut Farm, the only game at the Peanut Farm. But in all credit to the Sharks, it goes to show what I think we've been saying for most of the year, that they are now a consistent side and good sides do find a way to win. Yeah, exactly, at, at, at the death. But um, here today, Knox winners 7 9 51 against Geelong 7 5 47. Quite a few interesting games next week, uh, but of course, the big one that uh, we're talking about here at girlsplayfooty.com radio, gents, uh, live 1 30 pm next Sunday. We're doing Eastern Devils versus Darabin. First versus fourth, the Catherine Watton Cup match. Big game, isn't it? Big game for the Devils, too. And it's, it's disappointing for them coming off a loss because you never want to lose before you come into Darabin. As much as oh, people yeah. say, oh, loss, you, you hype up. You want to win because you... <laughs> the Loss Aversion Institute, Mick uh, Ellis. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I just... I'd be almost comfortable saying the Devils are right in it next week. Yeah. But I just can't... When you, when you get rolled by St Kilda, it's a bit deflating. Last quarter... Three goals sort of in quick succession. It's going to be a really tough mountain. It was already tough. Now it's tougher. I reckon they need to get a good start next week because Darabin are coming off games against the lower sides of the competition where they've been belting week in, week out. So if the Devils can get a good start, then they're hopefully on the right track for a win. feel sorry for Geelong. Next week they take on Cranbourne. Even though that's their home deck, they take on Cranbourne, who came off that upset win against the Spurs. Cranbourne are going to be up and about. Long way down the road, though, isn't it? Is it at home? Well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a long time ground. So Cranbourne do have the far travel. And I reckon yeah, it ought to be. It'd be two hours from Cranbourne. That's when it starts to have an impact, uh, I reckon. And the Saturday match that, of course, uh, we're not covering is the Spurs versus Melbourne Uni game at Footstray. They'll be, they'll be wanting to save face a bit for you. That's very disappointing to lose to Cranbourne. I know it's away from home, but no, it was at home. It was at Whitnoval. So to lose at home by 22 points to one of those other teams, as much as I say that with uh, tongue-in-cheek almost, they're all now part of that that women's VFL. Uh, Those four new sides, there's nothing worse than getting rolled by one of them. And the Muggers will be looking to build off the confidence that they got out of yesterday's game. Yeah, and they are... are, The Muggers... I think the Muggers are quite clearly the second-best chance at the moment. I know that I know that seems that's probably an obvious thing to say, but yeah. the other two sides have gone close to each other today. Dymo are right out of form. I just can't see anyone else getting anywhere near Darabin other than I, Melbourne Uni. I still put the Sharks ahead of the Muggers. Mm, fair enough. Oh, but the, the only thing is, we remember the Muggers beat Darabin last year early. Yeah, don't forget that. But that's a bit of a little. That's the game the brain. which had the ring in and Kirby Bentley. Too right. <laughs> she, did have, she did have 60. Yeah. And kick two. She, she just destroyed Darwin single-handedly and just said, I'm, she said, I'm just having a training run. I wasn't, I wasn't there. Uh, I think Darwin, proud club. I love Darwin. There surely would have been a little conversation with the league on the on yeah. the Monday morning about how did Kirby get to play for them? Yeah.
Oh, well. Oh, all in good fun. All in good fun. Of course, later in the season, I think he went back and whacked them by 100 points just to say, oh, remember us? Yeah. Yeah. We're the champs. Poke, poke yeah. the bear, I think, to so catch Rosary years. Yep. Uh, so I think we can all safely say at this stage, lock in Darabin, Melbourne Uni and St Kilda Sharks into the finals. I think the Devils are clinging on the fourth spot. It's just theirs to lose. Mm. Yep. That's a good way of assessing the situation. Diamond Creek could do the old get in by default if uh, if if the Devils bottle it. So, and unfortunately for the Devils, they wouldn't like, want to do it two years yeah, in a row. Yeah, it's the same old position they were again. <laughs> do they have the nerve this time? Don't do they sing have that the Richmond nerve? song. Don't sing that Richmond song. Do they have the nerve? We finished ninth again. <laughs> Daniel Hill, thank you very much for joining us here on GirlsPlayFooty.com and want to go many cameo appearances. Always a pleasure. I'm sure in the last six to eight of the season, as you can hear at home, listeners, my voice is back. I haven't had it for most of the season. Well, we are at Mulgrave on your side of the town next week. so Oh, I won't be able to make next week. I've got... Uh, we're wedding, if, we're wedding heads next week on Sunday. The so the windy half lose back. <laughs> <laughs> so you. I won't be out of it, but I'll be, I'll be sneaking the radio in the air, that's for sure. And as many of us I know at, uh, when we can't make it to games on Sunday or we are around at other grounds, we have a tune in to girlsplayfooty.com radio just to keep up to date with things. Of course, always love the round the grounds. You can keep abreast of everything in, in women's footy. It's always fantastic on a Sunday afternoon. Christy Williams will be back with us again next Sunday. Short drive for her as well, being at Ringwood Way. Well, so she's pending that uh, legal action after yesterday. <laughs> Just having a crack at Jessica Cameron's effort, you know. I will, I will say, though, that, that I, uh, I am officially now the Christy Williams understudy. I'm taking, taking up that position with, uh, with both hands. I've been well and truly superseded in there. At the bar as well. At the bar as well. I think there's been a, um, actually a stray text message that got sent through that to say that when she's calling, she's she, Christy's on special comments. When I'm doing it, I'm just on comments. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be about right. <laughs> thank you very much, Dan Hill. And as always, Coxie, thank you for making the trip all the way from over in Sunbury, which... Um, Fair hike. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say... Nice say Sunday that. drive. Hey, when they link the ring road. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, state government, for that. It'll... They're still on V-line out there, aren't they? You know, two uh, trains on a Sunday, something like that. Uh, no, that's one of the great uh, great successes of the modern era, Pete. They electrified it. Now it takes 20 minutes extra to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, well, some brief folks love it because there's no conductor, so they can ferrovate. Uh, <laughs> says the boy from Brody. <laughs> yeah. they, they are all in Hume City Council. <laughs> You wonder why somebody are trying to break away. Code Angers, my car keys. Coxie, thanks very much for joining us. As always, we look forward to your company again next Sunday yeah, afternoon. Looking forward to a great game at Mulgrave Reserve. And, of course, both of us Essendon supporters, and we'll just give the St Kilda supporter a bit of a fair chop on the way home. Uh, I'm Peter Holden. Thanks very much for joining us. Time to wrap things up here on goalsplayfooty.com radio. We saw a 96-point win for Melbourne Uni over Diamond Creek yesterday. We thought that raised our eyebrows. Today nearly gave us a heart attack. Knox, 7951. Beat Geelong, 7946. We'll join you again next week, 1.30pm, for the Devils and the Darabin Falcons.